What's up, bros? I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. We are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. Uh, this week, we are joined by our reigning champion when it comes to uh, being on this podcast so many times. Sorry, Vic. Uh, DJ from The Untrained Eye. I mean, listen, Ben seems to be coming for the throne a little bit, so I had to That's make a my... Good point. Uh, I had to make my quarterly appearance just to make sure that everybody remembers <laughs> exactly oh, what time shit. it is. I know. It feels like Vic completely fell out of the race there. He Listen, Vic the is the Vic is Vic is the dark horse in this race, and he will be back. Okay, I can feel it in my bones. As soon as I as soon as I let my guard down, you're gonna be like, "Watch this, DJ, beep, and push that little button, and then Vic's gonna show up, <laughs> just like he did the last time." <laughs> I am still extremely proud of that. <laughs> uh, that was, I mean, Chef's kiss. <laughs> so I'm honestly amazed he didn't ask to be on this one. I know I I, I tried. Wow. All I'm hearing is is that I was second string, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I never well, know. <laughs> we, like, I didn't even know that you were going to be on this episode. Bro, Caleb, I texted him. I'm like, hey, would it be okay if uh, we recorded closer to 7? Because, you know, I'm running late at work. He's like, oh, yeah, shit. I forgot to tell you. DJ is going to be on. But I'll make, I, I'm sure it's okay. <laughs> and that's it. We're recording exactly at 7 o'clock. So perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love uh, you, Rose. <laughs> love you too, man. Uh, anyway, uh, this week on the podcast with 4K Spotlight and Through the Wall, we got uh, two forms of bros news. So that's exciting. Um, two different bros, but you know. Uh, and then after that, we'll be moving on to our headliner of the evening, which will be our breakdown of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So, gentlemen, what do you say we get started? Say, let's do it. I forget whose turn it is this week. Need motivation? Angry Dad Podcast. Trying to jumpstart your life? Angry Dad Podcast. You want help getting off the couch? Angry Dad Podcast. You need a verbal kick in the ass? Angry Dad Podcast. You want to hear from somebody who's been through it all? Angry Dad Podcast. I am here for you. You can find me on all podcast platforms. That ad read was over the top. <laughs> that was a great episode. <laughs> Dude, I, I love having Ben on, especially to talk about old movies like that. And he keeps like, like he'll send me um, on TikTok just random videos like, hey, we need to talk about this one. I'm like, like let's do it. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you right now, The Peanut Butter Solution is on Tubi. If you guys want to watch maybe the worst movie you'll ever see, we can talk about it. <laughs> is it worse than Food Fight? That's the question. Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. That's yes. A statement. Think of a movie. It's worse than that. We could come up with a movie from our respective homes right now that's better than The Peanut Butter Solution. <laughs> uh, have you seen Food Fight? <laughs> Yeah. No, but I've listened to at least a minimum of three podcasts, including yours, about how terrible this movie is. 
<laughs> food fight that is. Uh. But listen, I would be willing to put it up against Food Fight as being the worst movie you guys ever saw. So whenever you're ready to see possibly a worse movie than Food Fight, uh, I am down to clown for that one. <laughs> that is a bold statement, and we will Very. be holding you to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we will. You will regret it. <laughs> uh all right, so this week for 4K Spotlight, um, my personal favorite movie of the year is coming out on Blu-ray, uh, Bros, which I actually already bought this movie digitally, like literally the day it was announced, because <laughs> I think like it was in like theaters for like a month, maybe not even that, um, but it just wasn't doing that well, so like Universal's just like, okay, you know what, let's put it to POV, see if it does any better with people just renting it, or... Um, the only way that you could buy it was actually on Vudu, so I think I paid thirty bucks to buy it. But you know, I'll pay whatever to support this movie. So you know what? I'll be buying it on Blu-ray as well. Why not? F it. <laughs> For how much I love this movie, I'm pr- I'm happy to support it. Yeah, um, I got the email and everything that you you bought it, and Brielle got a notification too. Like she was checking my phone because she just heard that I had enough notification while I was in the shower. She's like, "Hey, did you buy Bros?" I'm like, "What? No." <laughs> and I'm like, "I think that was Rose." <laughs> no, I, pro- I promise I didn't charge your card. It was mine. <laughs> uh, no, dude, I freaking double check that shit whenever I buy a movie on your Vudu. Don't worry. I still need to go through. Do you still have access to that, DJ? <laughs> I do, and we just watched uh, Spiral e- two days ago, I think. Ooh. Nice. What did you think of that? Uh, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, you a, are you a big Saw fan? I am. We, Beth and I, collectively are very big Saw fans. We bought the movies separately. There was like some DVD, like get all seven or ten or whatever movies uh, collection we bought that like I, we've seen them all too many times saw one is the classic of classics there is no more classic horror movie uh than saw like that's whoa 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 okay okay you're gonna argue horror. with that rose yeah classic <laughs> horror films halloween okay well that's not not the same that. thing. Not the same I, thing. Yeah but, yeah, but he said classic horror films. He said classic of classic horror films. That rank that puts Halloween <laughs> into the mix. And I'm sorry. Well, and, nothing. Caleb. <laughs> so what I what I will say about that? Don't be talking is, shit on Halloween. I'm not talking that if, shit. <laughs> if you're going to the upper echelon of classic horror movies, uh, your Michael Myers's and your Jasons's. And your Freddy's is, uh, they held the that three man crown for a long time, and I think Jigsaw slid his way up in there with at least that first Saw movie because that was, I mean, spoiler alert for the end of Saw. But I was like, I pulled my own face off when he stood up at the end. I was like, what is this movie? What is this? movie like it's it's so good it's so good and spiral (laughs) was something all right (laughs) it is definitely a huge departure for the franchise Uh, where you come from what i okay 
small divergence. What I liked about Spiral is it was like, it seemed like an 80s movie made today because it was very like, Captain, I can't believe you're talking to me like this. And they're like, get it together, man. You got to get whatever and stop acting like a rat or whatever the whole thing was. And just a lot of like over the top yelling about doing cop stuff. And I'm like, all right, we got it. You're, you're, you're the only good cop left. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't great, but I mean, listen, I'm down for any. If it, if we get another one, I'm down for another spiral. I would watch it. Spiral they're, two. They're keeps already doing, They're already fast tracking another Saw movie. That is nothing like Spiral. It's actually like connected to the original films. Uh, listen, I'm I'm down for any more. Any any way they want to like bring what's his face Tobin Bell back in, or just do any more. Legit saw stuff. Uh, I'm for it. I'm for it all. <laughs> Did you ever listen to our episode about that one? About saw? About spiral? About sp- uh, I want to say yes, but I don't know. Honestly, now that I've just just watched it, uh, I'll probably go back and listen to it. Yeah. Then I'll I'll try not to spoil the uh, the rating we gave it, but I <laughs> I just basing it off of what you're saying right now <laughs> you're not gonna like it <laughs> <laughs> i would have i would have had some notes <laughs> listen I, I'll, I will say this my main note that i would give is that this is the 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 way this was such a huge departure i think is that like the all the traps there was no, there was no, like, I know Jigsaw didn't really give time to think, but, like, there was literally no time to think. They're like, uh, this is your game. There's a train coming. Oh, God, my tongue. Bang. This is your game. Your finger's going to get pulled off. Eh, you got freaking electrocuted by water anyway. This is your game. You get waxed or your spine cut in half. Eh, I had both happen. It's like, hey, let it breathe. Have the people, if you're going to torture them, torture them. If you're going to kill them, just shoot them. <laughs> that actually was a big concern, or like a big talking point on, like when we were t- discussing the movie, like it just felt very quick and didn't give you a whole lot of, at, th- at least I think, uh, I'm not going to say anything because if you go back and listen and I didn't <laughs> say any of that shit. <laughs> uh... I'll ask you this, what... What grade would you have given this movie? So, as just a movie, if I had never seen any of the other Saws and just was like, Spiral, what is this? Uh, I don't... It's hard to say. I Because on one hand, it wasn't a good movie, but it was like, it was definitely fell into the realm of like, not good, good movies. Like, it was like cheesy, but like, you know what? I, I'll I'll make a decision. I'd give it a seventy-two. That's what I would give it. A seventy-two? Yeah, yeah. you're probably not going to like that episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen. If your guys' TikTok has taught me anything, you guys have very controversial opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm uh, curious to see what our like personal scores was. Okay, actually, our personal scores weren't far off from what you said. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but there are definitely some 
things that brought the the movie up for us. So we'll I'll see tell if you this. Agree. This is the last thing I'll say. I wish Chris Rock this had been the catalyst for him to do more like serious stuff because I I liked seeing him. I think he was way over the top in that movie, but I like the idea of him playing a grizzled anything cop mercenary whatever like I, I would like to see him do something more like that that's fair yeah fair enough so yeah bros uh come comes out tomorrow <laughs> so <laughs> completely off subject there <laughs> they high five you know with what? their that's wieners I haven't seen the movie. I figure that's what it's all about. <laughs> well, if you want to check it out, man, it's on cable voodoo. Yeah. I did listen Highly to your recommend. guys' breakdown of it. So. Yeah. We, I, I liked there was it a lot. One com- there was one comment on, I think, uh, I forget which movie, but some, yeah, someone commented like, oh, you gave the, you gave, su- you gave this movie this grade, but yet you gave bros, which is trying to be so political, a freaking full price ticket. That is such bullshit. <laughs> this is like A, you know this is our opinion, right? Uh and B Exactly. <laughs> uh who doesn't like people like rom coms? Like they're not yeah. the biggest they're not the biggest uh money getters, but the, who, Caleb, what is your go to sick guy movie? I'm a sick boy. What do I do? What should I watch? <laughs> the notebook. <laughs> The notebook. So all I'm saying is, <laughs> I guess that's not a rom com, but there was probably one funny part in it. There was probably they a have a few funny in parts there. in it. It's a good movie. Screw it, you guys. No, 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 no. no. I didn't say anything. I'm not mocking you. I I wept like a baby, even though it's ridiculous. Who dies at the exact same moment from holding hands? They uh, do. It's, it's a sweetheart <laughs> moment. Spoiler alert. I haven't seen the movie. What the hell, guys? If you haven't seen it, you're probably not going to watch it at this point. Don't even, Rose. You know what? Uh, Joke's on you. I was going to watch it yes- yesterday. Wow. Yesterday. Tomorrow. <laughs> Well, when this comes out, it will have been yesterday. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. What, what what? It, do the time. Do the time <laughs> math on that one. <laughs> Please don't ask me to do math. <laughs> Sorry, um, it's seven p.m. and we're a little loopy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Caleb. It's uh. Freaking 10 p.m. there, basically. Yeah, that's, yeah it is for that's both of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you both are two hours ahead. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you, did you, you had a point about bringing up <laughs> Notebook? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I did. I don't know what it is anymore, but. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's honest. Uh, oh yeah, I was saying everybody loves. A good, I was I was agreeing with with Rose. I'm saying everybody loves a good rom com. They're not the, they're not necessarily the highest money getters, but they stay being the classics. So they, how about do, everybody just relax. Do you guys watch <laughs> Billy on the Street at all? 
I see it on TikTok, and I that is the, literally the only place I really knew him from before that movie came out. And uh, he's the best for that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Seriously, the bet one of the best promotions for this movie was when he was going around and like asking people if they have their tickets to Bros. And the best one is when he walks up to one lady and he's just like, "Ma'am, did you know that before uh, they had one uh, gay rom com, gay rom com, they had three movies about Groot?" And she's just like, "Oh my god, that's insane!" <laughs> Saying, "I am Groot," he's like, "Well, I am gay, and I finally have a movie about me." <laughs> <laughs> and then freaking, uh, she's just like, "Oh, is it going to be on streaming?" He's just like, "No, you have to get up off your ass and do something called leaving the house." <laughs> It's how we're having this conversation. Just continue on to the box office. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. It's just right around the corner. Come on. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never watched Billy on the Street, but I every anytime his videos pop up on TikTok, I'll sit through them because he's he's hilarious. He really he is. is. I love him. All right. Well, moving on to through the wall. It is our birthday. The All Bros yesterday, birthday. yesterday, as of the day we're, we're recording. Like, oh shit! Oh, I feel like I know. I we, we completely spaced it last week. <laughs> Damn it! I didn't. I didn't get Caleb a cake. Nothing. <laughs> I know. Five no, years of the I, podcast. What, holy shit! I can't believe we've been doing this for five years. Holy shit! Wow. Uh, yeah, we were talking about that before we started recording. Like. Our the untrained eye started what do we say like seven months after you guys? Yeah, so six, we're seven four months. years yeah. old, but it's like wow, like it doesn't seem like it's been that long at all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild how quick this time has flown by. Like it's it's been awesome. Like love podcasting. Like there's. Like our numbers are absolute trash. If I even pay, try to pay attention to them, but so I think everyone knows we do this for the love of doing it. <laughs> it's our excuse to get together once a week. So yeah, yeah. It's I mean, congratulations, guys. You've earned it. I don't know. I think that's the wrong sentiment. You've you're we've worked for it. I love you guys. <laughs> <There we go>. <laughs> <laughs> All I got you was my awkward responses. <laughs> uh, sorry. That's all, that's all we want, DJ. We appreciate it. Yeah, totally fine. So, I, yeah, that's why I put it in the through the wall, because we forgot about it last oh. week. Oops. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, if you, guys did, if you guys didn't send us, you know, birthday cards, it's okay. We forgot to. We'll, we'll forgive you this year. Yeah, next year's <laughs> a different story, though. Yep. Yeah. Right. What is the official right. birthday? November what? Eleventh. November fourteenth. So mark your calendars, dorks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, should we imagine if we just opened a PO box just for that reason to see if we actually just got a <laughs> just birthday card? <laughs> just to see if we actually got a birthday card next year. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I'm not uh, opposed listen. to it. I'm not going to lie to you. We have a P.O. box and we had one listener send us a uh, like happy one year or it was either for it was either for one year or for 100 episodes. One of the two. And uh, not going to lie, like 
P.O. boxes are not worth it, but they are for that one birthday card that we got. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's so expensive to get no mail. How, how much were you spending a month? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> right, you have to buy it, it six months at a time. You have to buy it six months at a time. Listen, I'm just saying you could have a P.O. box or you could get a moderately priced uh, John Wayne Gacy memorabilia item. <laughs> exactly. See, DJ, DJ gets it. Fair enough. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I... I I was not expecting him to throw in John Wayne Gacy, so it like really took me back. <laughs> I, need a I missed the Gacy Gazette. What can I say? <laughs> I'm sorry. I still don't have anything really to talk. No, about. listen. I know. I listen. I heard you say you were gonna start taking it slow, and it wasn't gonna. But it doesn't mean I don't miss it still. <laughs> well, th- thank you for listening, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Hopefully, if what Caleb's talking about with his job comes to fruition, um, I can actually have him. On an episode of the Gacy Gazette, because that'd be amazing. Have me? Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Are you getting a job as a clown, Caleb? No. Okay. No. So, um, I I brought this up with you a little earlier. But we didn't get a chance to talk about it. So I, um, so the the museum that me and Rose went to, uh, the Graveface Museum, mm-hmm. um, they just have a bunch of like weird just weird shit like they have like sideshow attractions stuff from like a circuit like a bunch of that but then like they in their big room they have a like there's it's their serial killer room Mm -hmm. um so they have a bunch of of stuff up there and so we went to go visit and rose started chatting with the uh the owner's wife and she was just talking about all like these different projects that we had and like their stuff is like, it's just, it's very low budget. Like all of their stuff is, um, or like the the little plaques that you read are all on like laminated paper and like stapled to the wall. (laughs) But I was, I, I I brought up to Rose. I was just like, dude, I would love to like hit them up and like offer to make frames for, for all this stuff. So it just has a little bit more, like feel to that never did like never like hit them up or anything but rose was chatting with like the owner about some of like the gacy memorabilia that he was buying and whether it was like authentic or not which it ended up not being <laughs> okay one item wasn't but at least <laughs> at least the other one that i bought was thank god <laughs> um but i was on our Instagram, like I was, I was posting uh, one of the TikToks, and I saw on the, like the that museum they posted, they had a post like calling out and being like, hey, if you know a woodworker or a carpenter of some kind, like, like hit us up or like have them get in touch with us, like we're we're needing a project, like some projects done, and so I I messaged them because that's something I like to do in my free time, and I'm like, might as well get paid for it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so I hit them up, and they wanted me to come over and like meet with them. So I went and like chatted. They want like this new entryway, so they have a, a record store too, and they have some like weird stuff in there. But they have like this back area, and they wanted to 
be like a tiki house. And it's basically all done, but the guy that they usually work with is has been working on movies a lot lately. And so he's like kind of outside of their pay range now. <laughs> and so they're like, yeah, we need we need a new person to to work on this and I was just like like hell, I'm down. Like as long as like if you treat me fair, like with pay and everything, like I'll treat you guys fair. I won't like like overcharge or or nothing. <laughs> like just kind of like one of those those deals and so they're like, "All right, cool. Like let's see how this project goes first, but and then like if if we like working with you and your work, like we'll continue on with this and like we have a bunch of other projects down the line and and I'm like, sweet. So like starting off with this like tiki entryway project, which should be cake. Um, and then like next they want to do this um this catacomb hallway in their like the museum that we went to. And so they're like, can you build like a like a hallway like and then like make it look like a catacomb? And I'm like, probably. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, all right, fantastic. So they're going to take all of that and all, like all, because they have like a bunch of like satanic looking stuff in the, the serial killer room. So they're going to take all of that, move that down into the catacomb hallway. They've already taken all their, like, what's his name? Ed Hel- not Ed Helms. That's <laughs> Ed, Ed, was it Ed Gein? Yep, that one. <laughs> Ed, Ed Helms from really like, Ed the Helms Hangover, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> totally yeah. the same people. Totally. So they just moved all of his stuff into its own little exhibit, and so they're saying like once, like they clear out like all that stuff and like have the catacomb room, they're gonna move the rest of the serial killer stuff to its own little area, and then they're gonna turn that their current serial killer space into just a full-on John Wayne Gacy room. And they're like, and we have like big plans for that. And I'm like, okay, what do you want to do with that? And they're like, we want to make that space look like you're the, in the inside of John Wayne Gacy's house. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, so I'm like, you want, eventually you want me to build John Wayne Gacy's home. And they're like, yes. And I'm like, I am in. Because <laughs> as we all know, that would be Rose's Disneyland. Yeah. But they uh, want it to be like, <laughs> they want it, like, they have some like crazy plans for that. Because what they want it to do, they want it to look like his house, but they want the entryway to be like you're going through a crawl space. Good Lord. So these people <laughs> are, yeah, you need to make one of those, uh, one of those floors that like pulsates, you know, like uh, the the souls of all those dead children. Like, let me out, let me out, let me out. Because <laughs> by the way, what you are building, what they are not telling you is you are building a haunted house. <laughs> That's what yeah. you're doing. <laughs> Legit. And like they have uh, a bunch of other projects and they're like, yeah, we just need some shelves. And anytime we get like new storage like because they like wait, to go wait 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 you just went from we're rebuilding yeah. <laughs> john wayne gates house. we also need like some shelves and stuff you know uh <laughs> doorstop 
<laughs> yeah, like it's just crazy uh, projects, and so, like they've been working with their current tr- contractor for like ten years, <laughs> and so they're just like, yeah, he's been our go-to guy, like fixing anything, and so I'm like, okay, cool. Like I don't know how I'm going to do some of this bigger stuff, like because I'm working out of a dinky little shed, and they're like, oh, you can use our warehouse space, and I'm like, sick. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's kind of what the projects turn into, and I'm like, this sounds awesome. And I told Rose that he, he's going to have to take a leave of absence or something when I'm working on the John Wayne Gacy house. Damn right. Yeah, you got to go and be his like uh, helper for the day or something. Like, oh, I'll get your scraps out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what does this guy do? Like, hey, listen, he's integral, okay, to the process. <laughs> He's going to be touching a lot of your effects, but don't pay attention to that. He needs to do that. <laughs> oh, but it should be freaking badass. Like, if it all works out. In if they want me to be. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're I'm totally not kidding. kidding. I would not do that. You're not even Rose kind of kidding. Don't lie. Kidding. He's got hey, I the mean, you face know what? paint I got... on right now. Listen, you guys can't see. He's got the face paint on right now. Like, he's ready. (laughs) I mean, I think I'd probably have to put on a couple more pounds, but, you know, I got the height. Throw a pillow in there. You'll be fine. There we go. I'm set. I'm set. (laughs) Yeah, but that's that's the the big project that they're wanting me to do for right now. That's awesome. Dude, I'm so excited for you. This is going to be... No, it should be pretty badass. Like, dude, and... Hopefully they don't listen to this, <laughs> but they, they're planning on like certain projects taking like, like they're thinking this entryway is going to take like at least a month. I'm like, I could probably get it done next week. <laughs> Damn. Wait, did they tell you to keep all this stuff secret? Uh, no. Okay. No, I like, just they just, sure. they just have, they just have like a, a deadline or a timeline in their head. Because they're like they're thinking the the catacomb hallway is going to take like a few months to do. They're just like we just need it done by like Valentine's Day, and I'm like, it's just a basic hallway. Like, do I get an early finish bonus? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) kind of what I'm thinking too. (laughs) Fair enough, but yeah. Anyway. That's my cool news cool. of the week. And that's been the Gacy it. Gazette. Anyway, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs> we, we snuck in a secret episode. There you guys yep, go. We sure did. <laughs> Only true yeah. Gazette fans will know what episode five really was. <laughs> or those people I'm that listen to our show and not Gacy Gazette are like, what the shit is the Gacy Gazette? <laughs> <laughs> just imagine I, I label we label the next episode as episode six. They're just like, where the fuck did episode five go? <laughs> Dude, we're doing it. that. <laughs> we're doing. I don't care if you call it episode five. I'm I'm titling it as episode six. <laughs> I can't even remember if I'm on episode four or five. Is uh, it you're five? on five. Yeah, you're on five. I am on five. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh shit, dude, that's gonna be so funny. Okay, anyway. <laughs> What do you say we move on to our headliner? Say, so let's do it. All right.
All right, so for this week's headliner, we'll be breaking down Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, so, Caleb, do you want to let everybody know how we break down films on this podcast? I would love to. If you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros and Untrained Eye letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers will get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and give us our final score for this movie to compare it to other movies of a similar score. And then a percentage just so we can have an official ranking. (laughs) And something that's fun about this one in particular, we have this one also linked to our official MCU ranking, which we haven't completed yet, but... (laughs) like. It's mostly like phase one, phase two movies that we haven't scored. <laughs> yeah, we're really bad at that. Yeah, like one of these days. Wait, have you guys have done Iron Man yet? No. No. Ooh, Beth and I were just talking about rewatching that. So just saying, wink, nod. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hell, if you want to break it down, sure. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, listen, after this, after Wakanda Forever, like, it's almost seems like going back and revisiting Iron Man is a little necessary. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair. Yeah, that is absolutely fair. But yeah, like, we have, let's, let's see. Like, there's been a couple that are just kind of, like, out. Like, we did, we have an episode about Avengers, and we have one for Age of Ultron, but... We started doing like consistent breakdowns on these movies, starting with Spider-Man: Homecoming. Okay. So we have everything from Spider-Man: Homecoming on. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we still have like a few. So most of it's most of Phase One, not including Avengers, and then most of Phase Two. Or was it, fa- was, this is, we're in phase four right now, right? We're in phase. Yes. Well, I, technically we're in phase five because this was the final movie in phase four. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we're, we still got some movies in phase two. So it's like Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Strange, Civil War, Ant-Man, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, Winter Soldier, Dark World, Iron Man 3. And then the first Avenger, Thor, Iron Man 2, Hulk, Iron Man. Those are ones you have done or have not done? Those are the ones we have not done. Oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah. we, we got a few. Like, I, I don't know if we're going to do like full episodes about it. I think that's just something we might do behind the scenes. I mean, you could mash up like all the Iron Men into one or like all the Thors into one. Well, you guys are mm, doing one Thunder, right? Yeah, like the only, like we have Thor and Dark World that we would need to do because we've already done Ragnarok. We we actually like Ragnarok was our first like breakdown. <laughs> that's true. It was. Yeah, and then we uh, did like that's a, a good whole one to update. start with. Ragnarok was a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I I so I heard the um like that the podcast that inspired me to like 
and Rose to kind of do one <laughs> was that like they were talking about Thor Ragnarok and we were like pushing really, really hard to like get everything like ready and to record a, a podcast episode about Thor Ragnarok. And so we did that and then there's like Justice League after that and then all the I way here. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can track our progress. Like, <laughs> I didn't we um I think after Justice League, didn't we try to do like a uh, two movie episode, but like it did not Yeah, was, that was horrible. I think wasn't it like Coco <laughs> and the Last Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, you yeah, gotta that, do that you gotta do idea. like if you're gonna do off ones like that, you gotta do verses. You know what I mean? Yeah, Coco versus the Last Jedi. And you're like, oh my god, they like the Last Jedi better. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. Absolutely not. That was an interesting episode and a complete and utter shit show. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, listen, you up. need those. You need those, and you need the early ones to remember. You gotta remember. I recently listened to like the first two or three episodes of Dragging the Table, my solo podcast. Don't do it. It's the <laughs> worst. It's the worst. <laughs> but I, I leave think, it up there to remember. <laughs> I think it's easier to hear other people be cringy <laughs> rather than yourself. Because when it's yourself being cringy, you just kind of want to walk into traffic. <laughs> I start folding into myself until I just disappear. And I'm just like, all right, I'll catch you guys in the next life. I'm done with this one. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, every time I feel like I need a humbler, I listen to the first, like, five seconds of our first episode. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, okay there we go. <laughs> so the podcast that I do... With my wife and co-host, Bethany, love of my life. Uh, if you listen to, I don't know, the first 20 episodes of that, I'm like doing an introduction to a podcast. And it's literally, I'm like, guys, you're about to hear a podcast. We talked about some stuff. We laughed about some stuff. It was a great episode. There was laughing and talking. I don't know if I mentioned that, but... Uh, uh, you know, we love doing the show. It's a great show. Anyway, here's the show. That happened like 20 times. Because <laughs> okay. I was like, people aren't going to understand unless I tell them. So here you go. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, I, I remember our early ones. I went through like for... A lot longer than I probably should have. I was cutting out all the ums and the... Oh, my God. Like, yeah. I I got so good at picking those out. Like, I could, like... I could, sw like, scroll to a random episode and be like, that's an um, that's an and, that's an yep. um. <laughs> By the way, the, that is what no one understands about podcasting is when you're in that phase of over editing everything and you do something that is just magic 
you're like, look at how I joined all this together. I'm a wizard. And no one notices. <laughs> no one notices. And you've done literal magic. And no one will ever know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's because it's like it's like one of those deleted scenes or just like stuff that like people have shot. No one will ever see that stuff that that like the extra stuff you shot because it's not in the movie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listen, my version of that was what we used to record on was like sometimes it would just not. It would just be like, nah, we're good because we would just record. I think we were recording straight into Audacity and it was just not. It would just drop. And so I would perform actual literal miracles and I would join things together in ways that were impossible. And I was like, yes. And people were just like, the episode was pretty good. Like, pretty good. I'm a surgeon. <laughs> well, we, we had that issue with Audacity a lot. Sorry, funny happy enough, birthday, guys. Yeah, oh. Funny enough, our original, like, our original mics, right there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, we all got to start somewhere, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Five years strong. <laughs> so anyway getting back into what we came here for talking really about... we came here for this part this is the part we've all been waiting for rose take it away no i'm sorry i jumped the gun no. <laughs> absolutely it is our favorite segment reading with rose time and heads up if you have not seen wakanda forever Definitely go check it out first. I don't know what the hell you're doing here. Go see this movie yeah. and then come back and hear Rose try to pronounce some of these names. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Y'all are mean. <laughs> I'm going to be reading along with you, Rose. Okay. Yeah. Did, <laughs> didn't Beth want to be present for this part? <laughs> Ah, she's here in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Miss you. I got. I got to put on some chapstick because I feel I'm gonna probably be licking my lips for how bad I'm gonna. Yeah, please stuff. take a take a sip of water. Do your me 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 me. Uh, blow on the little. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. T'Challa, king of Wakanda, is suffering from an illness which his sister, Shuri, believes can be cured by the heart-shaped herb. Shuri attempts to... S s I already fucked it up, and it's not even a freaking name. It's just a freaking word. <laughs> Synthetically recreate the herb after it was destroyed, destroyed by Killmonger, but fails to do so before he succumbs. One year later, Wakanda is under pressure from other nations to share their vibranium with some parties attempting to steal it by force. Queen Ramonda implores Shuri to continue her research on the heart-shaped herb, hoping to create a new Black Panther that will defend Wakanda, but she refuses due to her belief that the Black Panther is a figure of the past. In the Atlantic Ocean, the CIA and U.S. Navy SEALs utilize a vibranium, de vibranium detecting machine to locate a potential vibranium deposit underwater. The expedition is attacked and killed by a group of blue-skinned, water-breathing superhumans led by Namor, with the CIA believing Wakanda to be responsible. Namor, name, sorry, not Namor, Namor, sorry. Namor confronts Ramonda and Shuri, easily bypassing Wakanda's advanced security. 
Blaming Wakanda for the vibranium race, he gives them a ultimatum. Deliver him the scientist responsible for the vibranium detecting machine, or he will attack Wakanda. Shuri, Shuri and Okoye learn from CIA agent Everett Ross that the scientist in question is MIT student Rory Wilson Williams. Fuck. Rory Williams. <laughs> That's and an Ar- easy name too. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a, it's a white ass <laughs> name and I effed it up. <laughs> and and they arrive at the university to confront her. The group is pursued by the FBI and then by N- Namor's warriors who defeat Okoye before taking Shuri and Williams underwater to meet Namor. Angered by Okoye's failure to protect Shuri, Ramonda strips her of her title as general of the Dora Milange and seeks out Nakia who has been living in Haiti since the blip. Namor... 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 Oh my god. Jonathan. Namor Namor shows... (laughs) Namor, thank you. Shows Shuri his vibranium-rich underwater kingdom of Tal... Talokan? Is that how you pronounce it? Talokan. 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 Thank you. I'm sure you're loving this, right, DJ? <laughs> oh, for sure. It's Riri Williams, by the way. <laughs> oh, damn. damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, I caught that one, too. I just didn't <laughs> correct it. But listen, you got the Dora Milaje. I, I have only heard these words and never seen them, and you have actually been killing it hard because I was like, the Dora Milaje. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. uh, which he has protected for centuries from discovery by the world. Bitter at the surface world for enslaving the Maya, Namor proposes an alliance with Wakanda against the rest of the world, but threatens to destroy Wakanda first if they refuse. Nakia helps Shuri and Williams escape, and Na- Namor retaliates with an attack against Wakanda, during which Ramonda... Drowns, saving Williams. Namor vows to return in a week with his full army, and the citizens of Wakanda relocate to the ja- the Jabari. I hope that said that I said that right. Yep. Mountains for their safety. Yes. Meanwhile, Ross is arrested by his ex-wife and CIA director Val- Valentina Allegra de Fontaine for secretly exchanging classified intelligence with the Wakandans. Oh, hold up! A- hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Yeah. Did they address that that was his ex-wife? Yes. They did. Yep, they did. When? When he was in the car with her, because he was saying that his wife called, uh, and she was like, uh, something about, like, she, she either she mentioned something about, like, oh, uh, you, you're going to tell her you're with your ex, or something like that. Like, yeah, it was... And I think there's also a part, like, when the first part on the bridge, when she's just like, oh, hey, can I can you give me a ride to the... So it's such and such, and he's like, "Yeah, but that's a nine-hour drive." And he's, she's like, "Yeah, but I got a lot. I want to apologize about our wedding, about our marriage, or something." Dude, yes. I completely skipped over that in my brain. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> I I must have missed that because I that was okay. Continue. That was news to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Using a remnant of the herb that gave Namor's people their superhuman abilities, Shuri reconstructs the heart-shaped herb and ingests it, gaining superhuman abilities and meeting Killmonger in the Ancestral Plane, who urges her to seek revenge. Shuri dons a new Black Panther suit and is accepted by the other Wakandan tribes as the Black Panther. Despite M'Baku's urges for peace, Shuri is determined to exact 
exact vengeance on Namor for Ramonda's death and orders an immediate counterattack on Tal... I'm gonna F- Talokan. Tal- Talokan. I'm going to get it right. Actually, I think that's like the last time that they say it in this, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh, preparing for battle with... With A... Oh, Ao, I, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> is it Caleb? Do you know how to say that name? Is it Ao? Ao. 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 It says Ao. Okay. Assuming position of of general of the Dormilage, Shuri bestows. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Shuri bestows the Midnight Angel armor upon Akoye, who in turn recruits Dora Dora member Anika to join her. I hope I said that right too. Or is it Anika? Yep. It is Anika? Yep. Yes. Williams creates an Iron Man-esque powered exoskeleton to aid the Wakandans. The Wakandans lure Namor and his warriors to the surface as a battle ensues. Shuri traps Namor in a fighter aircraft intending to dry him out and weaken him. The pair crashes on a desert beach and fight. Shuri gains the upper hand but realizes the similarities between their paths and implores Namor to yield, offering him a peaceful alliance. Namor accepts, and the battle ends. Namor's cousin, Namora, is upset at Namor's surrender, but Namor reassures her that their new alliance will allow them to conquer the surface world one day. Williams returns to MIT, leaving her suit behind, while Ikoye rescues Ross from captivity. In Shuri's absence, M'Baku steps forward to challenge for the throne. Shuri visits Nakia in Haiti, where she burns her funeral ceremonial robe in accordance with Ramona's wishes, allowing herself to finally grieve T'Challa. In a mid-credit scene, Shuri learns that Nakia and T'Challa had a son named. I'm gonna fuck this name up too. Toussaint. Toussaint. Is that how you said it? Yep. Okay. Uh, Toussaint, who Nakia has been raising in secret, far from the pressure of the throne. Toussaint reveals his Wakandan name, which is T'Challa. That was an amazing read. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I felt good about it. I felt good about it. I saw almost no errors in that one. This was uh, an unsuccessful reading with Rose. We have to spell it right this time. I didn't yep. forget. R-E-E-D. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> oh. So what'd you guys think? Dude. I hated it. This movie was so totally freaking good. Yeah, this, it was amazing. Like it was I, a great sequel. I agree. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. Dude, well, that's been this yes. episode. Yeah, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this has been the episode of three guys agree. Mm-hmm. It's over, yeah. <laughs> dude. I. I'll be real. When when they announced that Namor was going to be the antagonist in this movie, I did not know how to initially feel about it because Namor in the comics is such a bland character and kind of just a douchebag. <laughs> this guy was kind of a douchebag. Yeah, like he, he had it, but at least like he had some like substance behind him i feel too all right wait 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 Fair before enough. we get into that i want to start at the beginning and say that uh two things one like the 
the celebration of T'Chaka, you know, and basically of Chadwick Boseman, uh, you know, his, his death was, uh, it was crazy. Like that was all I had. I don't know that there was a better way. Cause I've talked to a bunch of people about this of like, what it, was there? Do you guys think there was any better way to handle an off screen death in the way that they did with him? Nope. This was the only way. It was perfect. I honestly yeah, thought he was I, already going to be dead. I didn't expect them to like actually like have this whole open up with the whole storyline of him literally being on his deathbed with with an illness and Shuri trying to save him. I was not expecting that. I was afraid yeah. that they were going to do something where they quote unquote showed him. Yes. Oh yeah. But so when they good. didn't and like just like the panic like just following Shuri was the the perfect move. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, and I agree with all of that. I liked I liked how they did his. Uh, you know, we're doing his funeral, showing it like as like a celebration of life, kind of. And the I gotta tell you the the part that I feel like got everyone was the like the tribute opening where it was instead of like all the different Marvel characters when it's showing, uh, you know, the Marvel Studios coming up. It's all Chadwick Boseman, and it uh, was. Just silent, like that was like, oh my god, <laughs> dude! I wish mine was silent in my movie theater. I don't know if like a couple in front of me was like laughing at something else, but they were actually giggling during that part. Like, oh, are I would freaking kidding me! I would have dunked their head in a tub of popcorn, dude. I should have. I'm like such disrespect. I don't care what you're laughing at. I hope it's not this, but come on. Uh, two things. One, there was someone with like the creakiest chair during that part that was just like, <laughs> to the point to where it was like, for a minute, I was like, is that supposed to be happening? <laughs> is this part of what's going on? Uh, <laughs> but I don't know about your guys' theaters. Ours actually did have giant tubs that like said Wakanda forever on it, and we totally got one. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure I, Cinemark had them. I did not get one. I probably should. I I went to AMC, but yeah, I didn't get one, dude. I feel so spoiled when it comes to like these new releases because I can because of my schedule, I can go and see a brand like a new movie at on Thursday at three o'clock, right before everyone gets off work like they even offer discounts for n- new movies like my amc offered a 25 yeah. percent discount because no one was showing up to this this viewing like i walked <laughs> in there was maybe 10 maybe 15 people in the theater and it was like a big ass freaking theater too and that's awesome <laughs> yeah and so anyone who made a noise got like like no one made a noise during the intro, luckily. But anyone who made a noise throughout the movie got like an instant death glare. Good. That was that was the cool thing too. I thought is like basically the first, the first bit of the movie and the last bit of the movie. I felt like was dedicated to him, dedicated to T'Challa, but you know to Chadwick Boseman, which was I, I don't know. It was. The end of this movie was really good. Like there were a lot of good parts in this movie, but uh, you know, I don't know if you're su- the end is supposed to be your favorite part, but the I think the end 
was my favorite part of this movie. Like the last, I would say like seven to 10 minutes of it, including the, the mid credit scene. Like that was, uh, yeah, it, it was, I don't know. It's a been a while in a Marvel movie since my mouth has dropped that wide when Nikita uh, announced that they had a son together. I'm like, what? And then, oh, God dang it, when they, when he, I mean, do we want to talk about this right now or are we going to talk about the beginning? I don't know. Because uh, I'll talk about I feel this we, now. We, we bounce <laughs> around, so it doesn't really matter. Him being named T'Challa was like such a freaking like gut punch and because you knew that was going to be his name even though they didn't call him that at first like and tell him your real name it's T'Challa like <laughs> oh god uh, <laughs> but one thing from like you know from like a you know what is going to happen why why do you have to get this to me that did a lot of things like a it was cool to see that that was going to be the continue like t'challa was still going to exist in the mcu but it also answered the question of like people are saying like oh the black panther what you have to retire t'challa because uh chadwick boseman died no they actually found maybe the most interesting way of recasting that role ever because now Shuri gets to have plenty of time to be Black Panther. Uh Mbaku gets to be leader of Wakanda for a while. And then T'Challa gets to come home and be like, what's up? It's me, your boy back at it again. Uh, I'm ready to be Black Panther. I'm ready to be King. What's up? And you know, Mbaku's kid is going to be like, but I'm the new leader. And he's like, Nope, I am the true, I am the true descendant. <laughs> like my father before me it's a star wars thing my arm uh <laughs> i don't know i i thought that was handled like because uh, people are still complaining about like oh uh, you know what you about taking away the t'challa character they did not they recast it in the coolest way that i think you could have done that in like a homage to him to that character to chadwick boseman like it's a it's a rebirth of that character <laughs> rather than just putting uh another guy that just kind of looked like him in there and saying look it's t'challa he just came from another dimension there's multiverses now am i right <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, like i was really on the fence on like whether or not i wanted T'Challa to still be a part of the MCU and and everything like it, it was I was swapping back and forth being like yeah like I think they need to recast and like even Ch Chadwick's family like urged Marvel like he would have wanted T'Challa to be recast and like Marvel's just no but I absolutely agree with you this is like one of the cooler ways to do a recasting yeah, because it's not it's not recasting. That's the thing. It's not recasting. It is like literally passing the mantle to his son. So I, I don't know. It's very cool. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know about you guys, but I was like openly just crying through like a lot oh, of this movie. Anytime dude, they talked I cried about four times, I so. I, I I made it through like the opening when he's like 
when they like announced that he like has passed, uh, like I got through that and I was like, okay, like I can, I can make it. And then I saw the opening sequence and it just being completely silent. And then, then the Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman like tribute. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> like so freaking like ugly crying. And then I cried through the entire freaking funeral. <laughs> that one, that the silence got me. And I'm going to be honest with you. The only other, the two times it got me again was at the end when it was like, this is his son. I was like, eh, but the one that really got me good was when Shuri got taken and Ramonda was like, you're out. You're fired. I hate you. Get out of my face forever. What are you trying to say? I lost everything, and you just told me you lost the last thing I had. Go directly to hell, lady. And, like, her, like, seeing that, I saw someone on Twitter be like, and this is why uh, Angela Bassett gets them awards for acting. Uh, but what's her face? Uh, Okoye, what is her? what is the girl's name that plays her? I don't know, but whatever, Michonne, uh, like, uh, Danae Guerrera. That was such a well done scene. That was probably one of my other favorite scenes in that movie was that part because Koye is like, so like, I've lost things too. It's crazy. I didn't mean to do it. And when she just tees off on her and is like, I've lost everything. <laughs> and you see her face of like, I am hurt and I have nothing I can say because I was thinking of myself. Boom, spear in the ground. I'm out. I got, I have nothing to do with be out right now. And uh, Beth actually made a great point. She was like, she was like, but the next thing she did was go and get the next last person that she had and send her in to go and save her daughter. <laughs> I was like, listen, they can't all be perfect, okay? <laughs> but great point. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, th I I think in Nakia's defense, Nakia had never quite like failed a mission before. That's true. Like, she she kind of still had a, a decent track record, at least in Ramonda's eyes. Akoya, yes. she she effed up. <laughs> bad dude and i was totally like, i forget who like tried to come to akoya's defense like i think it might have been mbaku <laughs> but whoever tried to come to her defense i was like totally like this is like this is unfair <laughs> and angela bassett changed my mind <laughs> yeah i was like, like oh okay well uh we're all just gonna be quiet now sorry about that my queen uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and leave now <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude! If she doesn't get an award for this movie, that will be an absolute crime. I listen, got yes. ch I was <laughs> chills when she was talking to the uh, United uh, Nations. The, yeah, the United Nations, and then they bring in those freaking French like mercenaries. <laughs> the way that she just like eyeballing the freaking french lady <laughs> well that was that was another scene too that i was like because that was right up front and it was like okay like you're you're here saying that we you 
you want us to bargain with you and this is what you're doing behind our back nah nah it's not like that like you don't get to pretend like we're being diplomatic and send your freaking dirty work boys in no <laughs> and they're gonna <laughs> kneel in front of us how about that <laughs> dude i i don't know about you guys but i knew something was up like when they were when those guys were breaking into the the lab as soon as that like that one chick was just, when he's like who's in charge and she immediately pointed i'm like you didn't really put up the, that much of a <laughs> fight a fight yeah and I, I was like something's fishy and then the freaking gates open and the, the door melage come in and i'm like yes <laughs> like you guys are screwed <laughs> Ah, that's great. I was watching something today too that I forgot. I need to rewatch um what was it? The Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Uh that I forgot that they were in that as well. Like they showed up there for a minute to be like, nah, we're gonna go ahead and wreck shop here too. Uh suck it, you nerds. <laughs> <laughs> uh by the way, too, in the movie when they were like, uh, uh we gotta go get our favorite colonizer, Beth and I both were like, oh, the winter soldier's gonna be in this. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I completely forgot about Ross. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Which is really sad because he's played by such an amazing actor, but the character's just not well written. Uh, and well, it's so it's weird also, hearing him do an American accent. Like, it throws me off every you, single freaking time. You stole the words right out of me because as soon as he Sorry. opened his mouth to do his... No, no, no. He opened his mouth to do his first line, and I was like, stop it. That's not... <laughs> you don't talk like that. We all know you. <laughs> That's not Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> uh, dude, but freaking Namor. They made him so interesting, like way more interesting than I've ever read about him. <laughs> That's okay. Like, so I mean, in, I'm not sure ahead. like what you guys know about him from like comics or whatever. Shit. Yeah, so same. they, they kind of rewrote everything about him. So like the only thing that they kind of got like, on the money with was that he's a mutant. Um, but he right. is like the ruler of Atlantis in the comic. And he's like someone that carries around a trident. He's basically Aquaman, but I think but they made him better than Aquaman. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say is like, I haven't seen the Aquaman movie. My only experience with Aquaman uh, on the big screen is uh, in Justice League, and I think I like I still like Jason Momoa better than this guy because I don't really know this guy, but I for sure like Namor much better than Aquaman. Like no no hate to Jason Momoa, but it's such it was such a cool everything about it was great. Like I liked him because he was. What we're saying, part of his thing was he was a douchebag. He is a douchebag, but he is like, he has got, uh, he is clearly like a very thoughtful, tactical leader. Like, he is, he is always thinking steps and steps ahead of everyone. Like, the end of the movie was like the perfect thing of it because we're like, as soon you said it in the description, Rose, like when he was talking to her, 
And he was like, listen, just relax. They got it. They're going to attack them first. So they're not coming down here. They're for sure not coming down here. So just chill. <laughs> they're going to get, they're already going after them. They're going to continue to go after them. And when they do, ooh, we, <laughs> it's going to be so good for us. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I love like what they did with Namor and like his new heritage, like starting off as in like the Mayan Aztec world and like so good. Like Namor in the comics is so freaking boring. The most interesting that thing that he does has been like tricking invisible woman into having an affair. <laughs> the shit yeah so in the comics he uses his like he has like pheromones that he puts off and it like he used it to seduce uh invisible woman and i love the memes that have come from this oh, like posting a picture of i don't John know where Krasinski. you are but i love you girl <laughs> yeah but like the picture like the i love like the the picture like they'll put a picture of john krasinski's mr fantastic and then namor and being like yeah reed is definitely losing his wife (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's amazing i'm gonna say i i lost it It he he was intimidating was oh like, that's what i saw is this like i don't know if this is true i saw it on the internet but uh apparently in water he has like hulk level strength like that is supposedly like his power his power range is hulk level while he's in the water yeah i think i saw that somewhere too yeah that's so they, bananas to me <laughs> i i wouldn't say that's like comic accurate truth but Ryan Coogler did come out and say that when he's like as powered up as he can get, like he's on the same level as Thor. Like in terms and, of I mean, strength. It, I don't know. I'm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll be glad to see more of him show up in whatever capacity it is. Yeah, I hope we get to see more of him. I, like, it would be a, a shame if we didn't. You really would. Like well, that I, was what I thought. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. I just love like the the <clears throat> everything that they added to Namor from this movie just made just blew the comic book version out of the water. Well, and that's I don't know. That's one cool thing that I think that um the MCU has done is like they took, cause I, I remember when civil war, I've said it too many times, but when civil war was coming out, I went and bought the omnibus or whatever that had all the whatever in it. And I read it and I was like, well, this can't happen. Uh, half these people aren't even in the MCU. What could they possibly do to make this movie even kind of like this? Like the people they have writing, even though I don't necessarily agree with, what they've done with the maybe the last couple of movies, uh, I feel like some questionable choices have been made. Like one through line is that they are good at adapting what came in the comics to uh, translating it to the screen in a way that like everybody can enjoy, even if it's not exactly comic accurate. Like people that know the comics are, I feel like for the most part, still happy with what they get. And I only say that because they don't seem to be as adamant 
as Star Wars fans are. <laughs> the haters, so that true. is. <laughs> Very true. By the way, for having no source material before the movie, Star Wars fans are wild. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, it, it, it's really cool, like, because I never, like, really felt or, like, understood how impactful having a superhero that shares the same heritage as you. Like, I've never quite understood what that's like. Which, for those of you that don't know, I have, like, some Hispanic in my family. And my mom, like, kind of raised us in that culture. <laughs> and so, seeing a character like this, like, someone that I didn't really, like, give two shits about. It was really cool to see someone, like, share that. Like, to see someone on screen that, that shared that. And so it just kind of made, solidified those feelings of, like, representation for me. Hell yeah, man. And being like, yeah, we need, we need like, a more diverse superheroes. <laughs> or villains yeah, or whatever on, <clears throat> on screen. And... I'm just waiting for the Italian superhero to finally emerge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding. I have a hundred syllables in my name. Um, <laughs> what I thought was really cool about this movie, like I didn't realize it until after I saw it and I saw, uh, I think it was like straw hat goofy or something talking about it. And he was showing while he was talking about it. It never struck me. He was showing the, one of the posters for the movie. And uh, you see Shuri and everyone behind her, uh, you know, kind of in the normal way you would see all the Marvel characters. But then there's a line, and then there's the ocean, and then the reflection is Namor and his whole gang. And that, I was like, of course, they were trying to tell, because that's what I got out of that movie. It's like, oh, like these two people or these two cultures or whatever, they, they lived parallel existences without really knowing knowing each other i don't know that that was what boy you would think as long as it's been since i saw this movie it's been days and days that i would have a much more concise better way of saying what i'm trying to say and i don't uh, <laughs> uh i don't know i just thought it was cool to see like have them start to tell Namor's story and you could see almost immediately you're like oh this is this parallels almost perfectly to the Black Panther like yes it's not 10,000 years old or whatever it is that the Black Panther is but it's the same idea of like we need this we're, we need this protector uh, that will uh, that will help our, our people you know that will help our people <laughs> yeah it like freaking amazing like ryan coogler writing this story oh, amazing yes like he like i can't even imagine having to rewrite your entire story like i would love to hear 
what his I like I know that Marvel's probably going to like recycle like what his original idea for but for this movie was but I would love to hear what he was planning on for like a Chadwick Boseman if he were like alive like what the well, yeah, plan was you, you would think I think you can see part of like there I think a lot of the stuff that happened towards the middle of the movie, like the middle or like the back half of the movie. Like, it seems like there was a lot of stuff that was always supposed to be there uh, that might've been there from the beginning. Um, but uh, what was it? I mean, I mean, we haven't even talked about it yet. Riri, Riri Williams. Like that was, what did you guys think about her introduction and, uh, and kind of how they handled her in general? Uh, leading up to the end of this movie, I guess. I thought she, it was fun. I mean, I don't know. You guys might have more problems with it than I did. I don't. I mean, it wasn't like anything spectacular, but um, I thought it was fine. I'm. I will say, I'm interested in the Ironheart series now. Yeah, same here. It's just it got it captured my interest. In like Ironheart, and I, I like I knew a little bit about Ironheart, like not a whole lot, but I know that she's in like within the MCU is on the same like intelligence level as Tony Stark, and that's probably the the limit of what I know about her. <laughs> but I mean, from what we saw, she is really interesting. She's fun, kind of has like a like more naive. Tony Stark vibe about her, which, which I like. So I'm excited to see. No, I, I liked her a lot too. I just thought that my only thing is like, I, ever since Marvel put out uh werewolf by night, I am like, okay, you guys figured something out here. Do more of this. And I know that Ironheart is getting uh, her own, her own series or whatever coming, I think it's like next year in like March or something. I would not have minded a one-off of, uh, you know, a special presentation, like a 40 or 50 minute, whatever about Ironheart that like gave us more time. Cause it's like, I like the time that we had with her. It felt like kind of shoehorned in a little bit to be like, Hey, we got to get this person in to kind of, Ooh, look at this. It's going to be crazy. Got a new Iron Man. Uh, anyway, she's blasting off. We'll see you next time. Uh, I just I just wanted to see more is really what it boils down to. Uh, so I can't wait for that series. But yeah, I don't know. I, I liked her a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, she was really fun. And I love like the the scene where they were in the in her dorm room. And Akoya just scares the ever living shit out of her. <laughs> and then she, th- what, what is it? She throws a Bluetooth speaker at Akoya. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just slices it in half. <laughs> and then she just like straight up like insults Akoya's makeup. Like, cause she's covering like the tattoos on her head <laughs> and yeah. everything. Like, I thought that was the funniest shit. <laughs> I, I it's funny because I saw something that was saying was showing how like that scene compared to when Tony Stark first came to 
uh, Peter Parker. And I really, she makes me think of, I know she's, I knew the, that she was supposed to be like smart, like Tony, but I think that she also had the, like, she reminded me of like, if Tony Stark and Peter Parker were one person, like without, you know, the alcoholism and the dead parents. Uh, <laughs> right. But, <laughs> uh, but I mean, also, too, like one thing I feel like everyone I keep at least forgetting about, and I'm sure I don't know, everyone else probably is too, is like they are basically right in front of us being like every movie you're going to see that here is a new young Avenger, new young Avenger, new young Avenger. Like here it comes. I completely forgot. Again, I know you hate, you said you don't like watching like uh, synopsis or like reviews or anything before you talk about a movie, Caleb, but I realized that I have to kind of like, I have to hear someone say something so I can think like against it. But when I was watching something and I forgot that young son of Hulk showed up at some point in She-Hulk. I was like, hey, this is my son. Ooh. I was like, wait, what? Caleb's got some thoughts. <laughs> Dude, don't, don't even get me started on what they did to Scar. <laughs> All I'm saying is, is that like, you know, we basically have it now right like spider-man or peter parker can still be their spider-man because he's been you know d tony starkified and he's just uh, hanging around in tights now uh and then the rest of the young avengers like uh yeah it's gonna uh, I, I don't know that also seeing her made me look forward to that too yeah dude i'm i'm kind of excited to see like if they if they do more with Spider-Man within the the MCU, I'm kind of excited to see him as like the veteran. Yeah. Like the one who's been through like the shit. The 20-year-old vet. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like he's I mean he's still on the young side and and probably like fits better within the age range of the young Avengers, but it's like he's also been through the gauntlet with the with the OGs. Yeah. I mean, he would be I feel like he would be like kind of a if he wasn't the leader, he would be the right-hand man to whoever was the leader. <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard to tell who's going to like take up that leader role. And like I th I thought at first it might be like Doctor Strange, but he just kind of seems like over the Avengers shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Doctor Multiverse of Madness was. I gotta watch that movie again because he, yeah, he definitely seems like he's like, well, getting too old for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's like I out. don't. Yeah, and I don't think Wong is, even though I feel like he could easily be the head of the new Avengers. I doubt he's gonna be the head, and it's just like I don't feel like they've established a new leader well enough with no. like. Like, with anyone. It's like Captain Marvel's off doing her own thing. I mean, I guess you have the Hulk, but... No, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, not not the Hulk I want. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the only other one that, like, can come and, like, make a difference, I feel like... I don't think Thor is, like, capable whatsoever anymore. And so it's like the only one you got left is Hawkeye, like kind of leading the, the young Avengers, which I think could be really interesting. But 
<laughs> um, doesn't Clint finally deserve retirement? Yeah. It's like, All I know it, is, but... I just want to see more Kate and Yelena. That's what I really want. I yeah. want that so much. Those two were amazing together in that series. I I hope that um, Sam Wilson kind of takes up the leader role a little bit better when his movie finally comes out. That would be dope. Like yeah, I, that, I don't know why it's been dope. so long since I've thought of that show. Or that show, but yes, he would. That's it. If he's not the leader, I quit this stupid franchise. I'm done. I don't have <laughs> any time anymore. <laughs> I've watched 175 of your movies. You've gotten enough from me. Make him the leader, or I'm out. <laughs> Dude, that movie's going to be the shit because Tim Blake Nelson's coming back to play the leader. Dude, that we're getting like that. Quantum Mania is the one that is like I'm afraid to watch because it's either going to be too much or not enough, and I don't want it to be either. I actually don't want to know anymore. I'm like, you know what? What if we all just went home? What if we just stopped fighting and we stopped uh, tearing (laughs) each other apart at the quantum level? What about that? (laughs) Dude, I feel like that movie can lead into some good stuff. Cause, like, my thought on it. So there's a another young Avenger. There, there's a, a few young. Well, actually, that's not true. I'm trying to think through the young Avengers real quick, but I'm pretty sure there's only one that they haven't really introduced yet, and that's Iron Lad. What, and, do you do you think that'll be uh, Homeboy from Iron Man three? what everyone's saying or at I least that's what hope everyone's not. speculating i hope not because iron lad eventually becomes kang no shit it, yeah within the huh. comics the oh. future version of iron lad is kang the conqueror and then like huh. kang comes over like screws with him with iron lad and iron lad's like i'll never become you and like kind of like goes his own way so i would love to see them handle that like have a young Kang the Conqueror or like a young actor to play Iron Lad. Huh. Like yeah, I think that that could be really freaking cool. Um, I agree. <laughs> but yeah, if I'm let me see who like I know Iron Lad is like a significant character. I forget what his real name is though. Oh. He's Wait, is he? Who's his parents? Bruce oh. and Martha Wayne. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no. So, so Iron Lad is a descendant of Reed Richards. Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I, I mean, think we know they can have kids be. in other dimensions. So maybe Reed Richards did have a a couple kids or a a great grandchild who will make his way into our MCU. Yeah. So I would love to see that. <laughs> like I think that would be so freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um. 
So anyway, getting back into like this breakdown, starting with story, I felt this felt the story felt very reminiscent of the arc. Like this was just kind of a a longer formatted film about the arc T'Challa went through in Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, because yeah. that's that was the thing. I mean, even to the point to where like it even went a step further. Uh, whenever she finally went to the ancestral realm and uh, trying to see her mom and saw Killmonger, it's like I know it's oh, in your heart, little girl. You have it. It is nothing but vengeance here. That's why I'm. That's why I showed up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, uh, okay, like brother, like sister. <laughs> <laughs> it, it that was was trippy, and I'm glad that they brought Michael B. Jordan back to to do that. Oh yeah, it oh like that hit hard, and especially the the hurt that Shuri felt coming out of that, and it's just like I I don't want to talk about it, dude. Can yeah, I just tell yeah. you they're like. Again, another super cool sequence was her going to the ancestral realm, seeing Killmonger there, having that thing of, what did you see? Don't worry about it. Get out of my face. And then when she is the Black Panther and when you like that music, I don't know what that music was that played, but it was not MCU music. Like that was something different that played whenever she dropped down for the first time. I'm like, what is this? Like this is like killer music, and that's what you see from her for like the rest of the movies. Like whenever she first shows up to anywhere, they play that. Like I don't even know how to recreate it with my mouth. Like you, it's <laughs> like I, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Like it was just like a, a crazy sound. Like. It's very, I know we're not talking about music, but it's very, very, like, so rare I can't even think of another time that any kind of music makes me sit up a little straighter in my seat uh, when I'm watching a movie. But when that hit, I was like, whoa, what is about to happen? (laughs) Like, this is, business is about to happen right now. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of did have very, like, intimidating, almost, like, villainous vibes to it yes (laughs) like it was it was perfect but i i loved what they did and like like i said it did feel very like reminiscent of t'challa's story where she loses a parent and has to like learn like forgiveness and some or mercy (laughs) Well, she's already, even though it wasn't for someone didn't kill him, she lost her brother. She, I mean, we know, know by the end that she had not really grieved for that. And then in the midst of all that, loses her mother. Uh, and it's like, yeah, like that's when <laughs> it starts getting wild. Yeah. Oh, freaking loved it, though. I I loved how she was trying to like broker an agreement with Namor in regards to like keeping Talokan secret and everything. And I feel like they could have come to 
a, an arrangement, but freaking like I was on edge when Nakia was coming. I was just like, shit, shit, <laughs> you're gonna screw this up. <laughs> like you're gonna ruin this deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and like it's what I loved is how like understandable like his choices were. Like he thought that he was on the verge of like of making this deal, but he's getting betrayed by like he's getting the little slip around from the queen, comes back <laughs> and the princess is gone. He's just like, Oh shit <laughs> Like I got played and like the way that his his whole like tone seemed to shift. When that happened, and he's like, "All right, I'm not playing around anymore," and just went ham on Wakanda with those freaking water bombs, which those <laughs> were absolutely terrifying. Uh, yeah, yes, dude, seriously, <laughs> seriously, dude. Like, I never thought that I'd be afraid of a water balloon. <laughs> 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 like when he when they pulled that one out, and it, I was like. I saw, like, I you could see it. Like, you saw the, the little water bomb, and I'm like, okay, what the hell is that supposed to And then it, like, freaking explodes or blows everyone off. Like, I was like, <laughs> holy shit. And then, like, every time they pulled one of those out, I was just, like, shit's about to go down. Yeah. And then I I was losing it when they had the the two whales like dragging the nets full of them towards the Wakandan ship. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, terrifying. Like, oh my god. Yeah, someone's getting their shit rocked. <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously. <laughs> but I, I I love that. I loved how how well the story flowed, how they dealt with Chadwick's passing. Like I love so much about this movie. Story-wise, this was damn near perfect. Perfect execution, even though it did kind of have hints of something that we've seen before. I don't know about you guys, I'm sitting in like the 93 range. What do you guys think? So, I will go and say, I don't know if it's, I don't know if this would be more for story or for writing like this i liked everything that happened in this movie uh i had a, i always I, I i've been trying to talk to beth about it and i've never been able to pin down exactly what i mean by this uh maybe you guys know when i say it but like this movie was very long but i also felt like there was a lot of stuff that just got rushed through and but there was also stuff that didn't get enough time either like i almost feel like because like the riri stuff i feel like got like sprinted through uh i would have liked more time with her but i again i it's weird to say in a three-hour movie i don't know where you would put more stuff with her but that still somehow is the case uh and then there were other things that was like not when Shuri was grieving, but like when there were just times when like you were like, all right, we got it. Let's, 
Let's go. There's a movie happening. Uh, <laughs> let's 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 get it together. Um, so I would still say ninety though. Like I, I don't. Yeah. I think like addressing your your point. I think they kind of did a little too long of a tour of Talo Khan. <laughs> and here, by the way, can we just say that was the best? We live in a fantasy world, and that suit is the best suit that you can get. Where they're just like, "Oh, we're in this cool pressure suit. We're just Patrick Star in it all over the place." Oh, look at that over there. Oh, that's weird. No, I cannot bend my arms. I hope I don't get an itch <laughs> on my neck or something. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I love this place. It's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> that would be more of like wardrobe or something, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Ironheart series probably should have come out before this movie. I well, that's what I was saying. That was my point. I don't know if I made it correctly about the special presentation, like Werewolf by Night stuff. If they had just, they didn't have to have the series, but if they just had like a quick like forty minute introduction to Ironheart, then I think that would have been that would have taken the place of it wouldn't have felt like they sprinted through her being in that movie. Yeah. I think the reason that they probably did, like, they definitely sprinted was because she's getting her own series. So they're just like, okay, we'll fi- we'll find out more about her later. I'm like, nah, we kind of need that info going in. Yeah. Also, you're like, here's someone who's super cool that does a lot of fun stuff, uh, but... Don't pay attention to that. Like, what? No, they can fly. Like, nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You'll hear about it later. But (laughs) they're flying right now. Don't worry about it. (laughs) That's what I like about the comics, because it's like as soon as they introduce a new character or just something new, they're just like, okay, and now you can follow this timeline. Like, follow this this trail and you're like okay yay and now i have i can follow this story and this story and then you can go on and it just leads to an infinite tree of reading (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what did you think rose (laughs) yeah what did you think Um, of story rose (laughs) no i I thought it was really good um i i think i'm probably gonna match dj with a 90 um but i still have very few problems with it um Deciding to make Shuri uh, the main focus of the story was an amazing choice. Um, I mean, there's really no other person that you should have. I feel, I know, like, I think me and Caleb threw out the idea of, like, oh, you know, like, what if they made Nakia the Black Panther? Um, But watching this movie now, it made absolute sense to make it Shuri. Um, But yeah, no, I really don't have a lot of problems uh, with this movie. I will say, I think... I don't know about DJ, but I I will say Caleb probably liked the the villain more than me, Namor. Namor. Don't get me wrong, he was a really good villain. Um, but I probably will say when it comes to Black Panther villains, I think I liked Killmonger a little more. But I, I give I, you that. Uh, I don't know. Just he, I mean, listen, he was he was good. It, it's think, unfair. You, I, I'm gonna say this, even though it's unfair, and it doesn't count. Uh, but I mean, Black Panther was better than this movie. Like Wakanda Forever was good, um, but out of the two, I would watch Black Panther again. 
Uh, I mean, I would watch both of them again, but like, it, it just sucks that like this had to fall into the trope of like the sequel is not as good as the original because of the circumstances surrounding it. But it's it was still really good. Like, and honestly, I didn't see Namor really as like a villain until literally the very end when he was like, <laughs> we're going to wait until they get got, and then we're going to go and strike. Like, he kind of seemed like just a guy, like, if you had, if in the parallel universe where we got the Namor movie instead of the Black Panther movie, and he was fighting against Black Panther in this one, uh, we would all be on his side and be like, no, this guy's great. Like he's he's the hero of the story <laughs> up until that last point where we're like, wait, our hero's a bad guy. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I think I felt like his motivations were really strong in this. Like he w- he wasn't making himself known until people were co- like found a way to track vibranium which is something that he uses to protect his kingdom and then he's like okay yes. shit got to get involved yeah no that that's a very good point yeah so i felt and thinking like about that it too tracked... he probably he probably had more in common namor did with tachaka than with tachala only because like uh, he namor seemed more like he would just go in there and get his hands dirty to keep his people safe where I feel like T'Chaka, I mean, T'Chaka clearly wasn't always like that, but (laughs) uh, yeah, I don't know. I got to rewatch Black Panther again. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, T'Chaka killed his own brother to keep Wakanda safe. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah. And Namor wasn't that far (laughs) behind. He's like, I'll take out this entire freaking country to keep my, my people safe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah how many people did he kill just right on front street like what do they say like two dozen people died uh on that frigate or whatever it was out there uh and he was like yeah and i will also kill this basically child uh for being too smart <laughs> yeah uh I, that was wild well i mean you gotta think though it's, it is wild but it makes sense like, how, yeah like <laughs> They yeah. live at a depth that no human person could possibly ever get to. Uh, and now the human people are trying to show up where they're at. So it's like, yeah, I mean, you can say that he's a bad guy, but not really. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's what I loved about him. Like, I loved how just not, it's like, not right, but he wasn't wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I um moving on over to writing. This is I think this is where the movie absolutely shined. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Like, oh, I I loved the 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 conversation that Shuri and Namor were having about his um like his origins and mm-hmm. like talking about Talokan and his like his feelings about like that area and like why he feels the need to protect them so strongly like that kind of it gave me or made me very reminiscent of Thor's conversation with Jane Foster in the first movie 
when he's talking about like the nine realms and and everything and how like magical that conversation was. <laughs> so I like really appreciated that. And then just whoever did the writing for Queen Ramonda needs oh, all the money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then Angela Bassett needs the rest of the money <laughs> for delivering it as powerfully as she did. But we will get into that with acting. <laughs> what did you guys think of like writing and dialogue and all that other fun stuff? <laughs> well, I will go. Uh, I agree with everything that you said. Um, but I, what was the last, I don't know. I had a point in the middle of what you were saying and I was like, I will listen instead of just wait to talk. Uh, and now it's gone. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I agree with it all. Like I started by saying like what, um, what a cool idea it was to recast T'Challa in that way of using his, you know, the, the son no one knew about, um, I don't know. They just had a lot of cool, like you've, you've heard me talk throughout this episode, a lot of cool sequences, a lot of cool interactions that uh, I don't know. I, I really appreciate it in this movie. So I, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. I don't know. <laughs> Should I give my score? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What would you, what would you sit at with? I'm going to make Rose do it first. Because oh, oh, he damn. left me hanging in the wind. So I'm calling you out, Rose. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, well, for... Okay, so, well, then... Okay, I'm just going to give my score right now and then back it up. So my writing score, I'm going to give a 93. Um, the writing, like Caleb pointed out earlier, is freaking amazing in this movie. Um, one scene that sticks out to me with the writing is uh, it's at the funeral of Ramonda. Um, and it's when Umbaku is talking to Shuri and how she's just asking like, Hey, like, why are you even here? Um, and you know, he points out, you know, like, Hey, you know, it was your brother's dying wish that I protect you. Um, and it's just like those emotional moments between those two. Um, honestly, all the emotional moments between every character in this movie. Um, yeah. I definitely agree with DJ how Black Panther is definitely, it will be the movie I watch the more so out of this one. But I feel the reason for that, at least for me, is that this movie is so emotional to watch that the first one is more of a, like, don't get me wrong, the first one is very emotional, but it's still a fun movie to watch. Um, this yeah. one, I feel, just gets in your feel so much that. There's probably going to, I'm probably going to struggle getting through this movie the second time watching it because I'm going to try not to cry four more times and I'm probably going to fail. <laughs> um, but just, I feel I'm more likely to go back to the first Black Panther and it's nothing against this movie. This is a great sequel. Um, it's a very well-written sequel, um, but just, it, it hits you in the motions, in the emotions, not too hard, but in a big way that... It is sometimes hard to get through, but in the best way possible. 
Jesus Christ, Rose, thank you for saying that much better than I did. Like, <laughs> you actually fully expressed what I was trying to say when I was like, not as good as the first one. Next. Uh, <laughs> 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 thank you, first of all. And second You're of all, welcome. we're going to be great minds think alike. Listen, well, they do because I threw you out there because I was like, I am also going to give this a 93. Because uh, that was, that was, I listen, two more and we're soulmates. Okay. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you I'm give actually, it, Caleb? I'm, I'm going a little, I'm going a little higher. I'm sitting at a 95. Nice. Um, but yeah, absolutely agree with everything that you said. And you, you freaking nailed it on the head, Rose. Like, yeah. Freaking for sure. Perfect. <laughs> like, uh, like I've no, I've like, now that you've pointed that out, like I'm able to recognize it. Like I go back to the fun MCU movies way more often than I do. The ones that like hit really hard. Yeah. Like, well, and this one hits extra hard because it's not, it's not like, Oh, the guy, the guy in the movie died. It's a crazy man. Anyway, I'll, I can't wait to see him in the next movies. And like, there is reality tied to this that makes it. Uh, it's funny because you saying that Rose made me kind of finally realize why I was like, not like on edge is the wrong way of saying how I watched this movie, but just kind of like. Uh, uneasy i guess because it's like uh we are all like dancing around the this idea that this dude in real life is gone and like you know he did he did a lot of things other than black panther that were really good uh and he did very well and i think that you know he deserves credit for it too but like this I don't know, like this, this transcended it all because like everyone could look to this and be like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it other than like he was, uh, he was a superhero that everyone could be like, could relate to, not just, you know, a certain group of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up, cause I'm not a hundred percent sure if I could bring it up anywhere else. <laughs> Um, when you were talking about M'Baku and like his whole like situation at the, the ceremony for Queen Ramonda, I appreciated very much how his tone about killing Namor like changed. Like before it was just, oh, this fish man has come mm -hmm. into our our waters like and like more or less threatened our our royalty like th he needs to be put down like today and then as soon as he started like hearing what they what his people call him and realizing that they're calling yes. him the the flying serpent god and they're like that's how they view him they view him as a god and he's like yeah if we kill him it's nothing but fighting the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah, that was no. Yeah, that uh, maybe I have to bring my grade up. Uh, I'm sorry, Rose. We might have to come together on a different grade because <laughs> that okay. there was so many things like that. I am. I'm, I'm I will go to 94 because this like it was so 
yeah, there were so many things like that. Like, I guarantee you going through that movie again, like the next time I watch that, there will be uh, handfuls more of moments like that that were just so, like, yeah, that was a great character moment for him. Like, that was super well written, but it was also, like, a really good character moment for him because you got to see that, like, contrast of him. So, yeah. No, I, I do have to raise it. <laughs> I, I'm also kind of glad, or I'll say happy in a way that Shuri... Actually, I don't know if, if he did this on purpose. I, I highly... The ending was a little confusing with him, like, coming out of the ship and saying that he's claiming, like, coming to, like, challenge the, for the throne. That was, yeah, I will it, agree It felt that. weird, because I'm like, okay, did he, like, do this on purpose? But it's it felt weird for, it's like, how would Shuri not know that she, she was supposed he... to do that? He like, implied it, it, though that she knew, right? Because yeah. I also saw, I also saw on my travels through the internet today, like uh, apparently the implication was supposed to be that not only had they spoken of this, like he was there for the ceremony of it, but he will in fact be the leader of Wakanda going forward, and she will just be just she will be Black Panther going forward. Um, and this will just be a case where Black Panther and the the leader of Wakanda are not one and the same. Yeah, which I'm not upset about I at all. Think that's a very good decision. I really like yeah. That well, and again, it sets it up perfectly for uh, T'Chaka's kid, whoever that is, who thinks he's going to be uh, the heir to the throne, and then T'Challa rolls up and is like, "What's up, everybody?" <laughs> 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 daddy's home uh, <laughs> and they're like who is this dork he's like I'm your leader it's me the king <laughs> yeah so I, I I like had to reflect on that a lot like when I came out of that because I'm like okay like sure he had to have known like there's no way she didn't like how do you, you just ditch a ceremony like that like where you're giving up the king like no like I, I like you said I think that was definitely previously discussed and she just well, am I... isn't wanting to rule but it's confusing too cuz it's like isn't she supposed to fight for the title of Black Panther as well but it isn't wasn't if i'm remembering this wrong tell me but didn't she, he say Mbaku say that they had spoken or something or like she didn't something didn't he mention her or something when they were there on the waterfall i think he did because he's just like the queen the princess sends her regards or some, something yeah. something like that. yeah so it's like yeah. eh, because so especially it, it too implies it, that she knew yeah because yeah. at this point he's not he's clearly not the you know are, we're not sure if he's the enemy or not, like we were in the first movie. Like he's obviously on their side, and he wants the best for Wakanda. So it yeah. wouldn't make sense for him to be like, <laughs> "I'm a cheeky little guy. I just did this behind everyone's back." <laughs> yeah, he he does. It doesn't seem. Yeah, like you said, it doesn't seem like he'd be the type of person now to do that. It would be a wild move. If he decided yeah. to do yeah, that now, like, I think sure so he just isn't field. ready for that responsibility yet. And I'm curious whether or not 
moving forward if Shuri's going to keep the title of Black Panther. Because she was, like, not for it. But she, I think she recognized that there was a need for a, a Black Panther. Well, if you remember, she didn't really believe in it. Yeah. Like, she didn't believe in any of it. She was like, everything is nonsense. The I went along with the ancestral realm because you freaking morons thought it was real and it made you feel better. Uh, and then uh, suddenly she speaks to... to uh, why can't I say his name? I want to say Norad. What is his name? Namor. Jesus. Namor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Norad. <laughs> like my brain just came up with N and I was like Norad. Um, speaks with him, learns his heritage, uh, gets the, you know, gets the special threads uh, that has the, you know, vibranium laced whatever plants that were there. Goes to the ancestral realm. Not believing. That's what cra- that's what was crazy is she was like, I don't believe this, but I'm gonna I know what I gotta do, so I'm gonna just do it. And then and then sees Killmonger. God dang it. Sucks to be you, lady. You were wrong and <laughs> you didn't get to see who you thought you were gonna see. <laughs> yeah. I I have a hard time picturing her go moving forward as the Black Panther. Because I, I, I don't, unless it's just like something that she's, it didn't feel like she fully embraced the role. That she took it on for a purpose, and then now that that purpose has been handled, she's going to like pass it along. I hope not. I hope it's it's a thing where like maybe she does, like in the next movie or whatever it is that's going to involve her, that is like. Worst case scenario, it's like her struggle to be like, I am the Black Panther now. Uh, but I don't I don't want this to be a thing where they're like, this was she was just the placeholder for the next person that is just going to do the thing. Like, give her some time. It's not like it's unprecedented as far as comics go, unless they do some kind of huge time jump where T'Challa is now 25 and he's like, I'm ready. Uh, then no, like, just let her. Give her some strife and let her do the thing for a while. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm I'm wondering too. Like, you're not wrong, by the, the way, with everything that you said about her. I'm just saying, I hope it doesn't turn out w- the with the theory that you have. <laughs> I know. I I will kind of be bummed out because Shuri has some like really good Black Panther stories that I think should be told. It's just the way that they set up Shuri in this does not, she does not seem like that person to like maintain that role. And I don't know, like it could be, I don't know. (laughs) I think M'Baku has a, um, like has a respect for Wakanda and like the Black Panther and, the the panther goddess bast and everything so i think he would keep the black panther role going but i mean who knows we might see mbaku take up up the black panther mantle or i mean i know he so in the comics I... he's supposed to be like the the 
the white ape or something like that. Well, that that's the other thing that I came across too is like they even though they are all from Wakanda, like he believes in a different god than uh, T'Challa and his family did. Uh, which again, fun fact I found out by going perusing the internet is uh, in Thor: Love and Thunder, you actually see. Um, the Black Panther God and uh, Namor's God. I don't remember their name, uh, but you see them when they go to when Thor and the gang go to see Zeus. Like when they're sitting down uh, waiting. Like if you see in front of them, like you see those two gods there. It's like, what's up? Oh, <laughs> Just <shit>. hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to correct myself real quick. Mbaku in the comics is known as Man Ape. Yes. Okay. But yeah. I know that there's a lot of like Wakandan tribes that believe in, in different like entities. Like I know T'Challa like T'Challa's is like the Black Panther. Mbaku's is the the white gorilla. And then I know that there's another one like the white tiger. Because there is a Wakandan like white tiger and, or white wolf or Something like that. Well, no, wasn't didn't didn't uh wasn't that uh Winter Soldier? Didn't they rename him the White Wolf or something like that? Or the what was his when they were healing him and gave him his yeah, vibranium that, that arm? Sounds right. Yeah. So they did. Yeah, they started calling him the the White Wolf. But in the comics, there is a a character known that goes by the White Wolf. All I'm saying is uh. Um, Mbaku, he, what was I going to say? He, I mean, he's clearly, I think that was one of the cool things when they, that part you were talking about where he is, starts talking about the fish man and differently. And he's like, oh, they see him as the serpent guy. Like clearly they're trying to establish that he is wise and he will be able to lead them because he's not just going to run in. Uh, blind and with rage and I could see him being more of like a um, what's the word not a mentor but like a uh, what's it called what would you call like Commissioner Gordon to Batman you know what I mean like uh, something like that role I can't think of what the, the name of it is but like something like that like have Shuri come and be like yeah, man, I was just ripping fools in half. And he's like, yeah, you can't be doing that. Like, this is not what it's all about. <laughs> like, you're out there. You're out there still with rage in your heart. And you need to uh, you need to center yourself. Like, I could see him being that, like, being the being that kind of leader. And then being that kind of, like, uh, the word I'm trying to think of and cannot uh, for her, like, going forward. Hmm. Freaking, I, I, I freaking love conversations like this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, getting into acting. Uh, just talking about the main people. We got Letitia Wright, who played Shuri. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, who played Nakia. Danal Guerrera, who played Akoya. Winston Duke, who plays Mbaku. Angela Bassett, who plays Queen Ramonda. Tena Cuerta, who plays 
Namor, Martin Freeman, who played Everett Ross, Dominique Thorne, who plays Riri, and I think that covers the main people. Yeah, I'll say that covers the main people. Uh, yes. So, I say, like, top three. Hmm. This is a hard one. <laughs> yeah, I already have mine. So, my number one is going to Angela Bassett, played Queen Ramonda, because she is amazing. <laughs> Dude, she blew my freaking mind. <laughs> like, she was so intimidating talking to the United Nations and, like, bringing the people in and being, like, consider them being brought back here alive a, a mercy I'm like, oh. like it won't happen again and i'm like oh, damn and then like how she went into the like the firing of akoya i like i said i was totally on akoya's side like hey not her fault she got her ass whooped by some freaking fish dude and then the way that she was able to just like change my mind <laughs> yeah uh, that was like, wild yeah and like you could she must have been going through some shit that day because you could feel how like she could you could tell that she was like feeling her performance i and mean she listen just you cranked know- it up to 11 when you saw, like, to me, it was when you saw the spit flying out of her mouth of, like, the literal spitting mad. It was like, uh, all right, well, I'm going to take a step back and uh, pretend like hopefully no one saw me and leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why she's getting my number one. My number two... Probably an unpopular opinion. I'm given to Tena Cuerta, who played Namor. Fair enough. Um, I loved his performance as Namor, and like I, like I said, just freaking gushed over him earlier, talking about how like impactful his performance was and how interesting he's made Namor. And I hope that Marvel like adopts this. Uh, this rendition of him for like future comics, kind of like how yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. Oh, you mean like how they had uh, what's his face? Uh, who were you gonna say? I was gonna say like Aquaman. Like they kind of have started <clears throat> modeling Aquaman and giving him kind of the Jason Momoa personality. <sighs> but yeah, so definitely. So giving him my number two. And then my number three is going to Letitia Wright. I think she did an incredible job as Shuri, and she she gave a really powerful performance as well. Um, like the standout moment for me was at the funeral when she kind of like went back to give T'Challa like a last hug. I mean, that 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 wrecked me. 
Yeah, dude, that was. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's my top three. What about you guys? Um, for me, uh, number three, um, I would give to Winston Duke, um, Mbaku. I know he wasn't in it, um, probably as much as he was in the first one. I feel he was in the first one a little more, um, but I still loved his performance. Um, he's amazing in this character as this character, and um, and I just loved watching him on screen. Uh, number two, I would definitely give to Angela Bassett. She was amazing as Ramonda. She had the most emotional scenes throughout this whole movie, and she delivered every single one of them. They were absolutely amazing. Uh, and then number two, I would get not number two. Wow, number one, I would give to Letitia Wright as Shuri because, oh my, I loved her in the first one. I loved her even more in this one. Like, yeah, she was definitely more of a jokester in the first one, but the role that she had to step into this one with being a lot more dramatic, more um. What's the word? Um, I, I don't know. Just the the way that um, she gave off the emotion of losing her brother and then also losing her mother. Um, just amazing job. I absolutely loved her in this movie. So that that's my top three. Uh, I think mine kind of mirrors yours again, Rose. Um, other than I would like... Mbaku, I only or Winston Duke, I only put him. I've got to have my top four because he just wasn't in it as much, but he did have my favorite. Beth and I were talking about it. My favorite moment with him was when they were fighting on the bridge, and he got punched right in the chest, and then it just like sunk in his armor, and he flies across, and he's just like, uh, <laughs> like. <laughs> like that was choice that was amazing uh but i would put yeah i would put our boy namor tanok uh however you say his name uh sorry i'm reading with dj today um yeah he just like i don't know I, i don't know if i can say anything other than what you guys have already said about these people but yeah, it's hard. This is, I don't know, even now, this is a hard top three to give because catch me tomorrow and I might have a different top three. <laughs> That's fair. Um, What are you guys thinking for acting score? Oh, yes. Uh, I'm at like 95 for acting. It's that freaking good. Yeah, I'll go with that. Same here. 95 is hey. across the board. All right. Next up, we got character development, which obviously we need to follow Shuri and, and her story. So what did you guys think of that? I absolutely loved it. Um, like I, how I pointed out, like at the beginning, I was not expecting them to actually showcase the process of T'Challa dying. I thought it was just going to already be dead and they would, you know, like maybe the first part would be at his funeral or we do a time jump to like a year after he's passed away. But I was not expecting the opening to be literally Shuri doing everything that she can to save her brother's life. That, that, that was fantastic. That was an amazing opening and just seeing her 
um, development throughout the whole movie of, um, you know, her disagreeing that the, the Black Panther, you know, needs to be something, um, just, I, I don't really know how to sum up in, into words, but, um, she goes through such an emotional character development through this movie with, you know, the loss of her brother at the beginning, her mother in the middle, um, and just having to fight for, you know, what she wants, because I love the line that, um, when her and Umbaku are having, um, after, you know, they accept her as the new Black Panther, um, and she's like, hey, can I have a word with Umbaku alone? And how he points out, you know, like your your mother wouldn't want wouldn't want you to have done this. She she wouldn't want any of this for you. And she's just like, okay, yeah, but my mother's dead. So all of her hopes and dreams that she had for me, they died with her. Now everything that I want, that's that's what's going to happen. And I freaking loved that. That was so ballsy of her to say, and it was so impactful. Um, so yeah amazing amazing character arc for sure in this movie i absolutely loved it yeah it was just it was the arc was it was wide and it really did span the entire movie like even though they did do they started you know uh, they started the way that they did and then did the year time jump like it didn't feel like they cheated you know what I mean? They did, weren't like, oh man, she did so much work. Remember all the yoga that she did and all the retreats she went on to get over her brother's death? All she's got to do is burn this thing now and everything's going to be fine. No. Like it seemed, it felt, even though we got to skip over a year and just got to see the like, the last, what, week before that all went down. Uh, again, it still seemed like it spanned the entire movie and really did. Uh, end with her being in a better place when she finally was able to put those ceremonial robes on the fire on the beach by herself and uh and try and move forward <laughs> man caleb's yeah. dropping it. hot deuce hot deuces uh <laughs> by the way speaking of hot deuces can i just tell you something i in my in my 39 year old body have started taking metamucil and can i just tell you something there is no better way to poop than when you have pooped (laughs) with metamucil in your body it's a joy it has become a joy now so i'm just saying like if you are like if you're ever like this is a chore this has been my my pitch to metamucil to sponsor the all bros uh starting <laughs> with this endorsement no, but... <laughs> i was gonna say they gotta do the untrained eye first maybe at least give me and caleb like what like three more years i mean like maybe 30 or should we shoot for 35 listen it's never too soon to have a nice poop okay <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. You know, it's we can't all eat right all the time. Hi, I'm Damn right. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's weird. I just I have never making fun of Caleb reminded me that. Uh, yeah, I enjoy pooping now with Metamucil. 
It's crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh my ass off if it wasn't actually for pooping. It was like he needed to go tend to Iris or something. It's definitely not pooping, but I hope he cuts <laughs> the part out where I said that. <laughs> Caleb is doo doing his brains out right now, guys. I can't. I can't. Oh God. Oh yeah. I have to get in my. I have to get in my my episodely uh, uh, dressing down of Brucker. Hey, Brucker. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Scott Pilgrim's an amazing movie. You jerk. <laughs> Damn. You hear how he's talking about you, Brucker? Yeah, what are you going to do about it? I haven't even... I guess, like, because I really don't, like, look... Um, don't always look at, like, everyone's newest episodes of their podcast. But have you seen if Brucker is, like, still doing his autopsy of a horror movie? Well, let's check right now. Let's see, Brucker. Are you still doing your your little program, program. about movies? <laughs> <laughs> Autopsy of a horror movie. Let's see. Let's see when the last one came out. Oh, he's got 22 five-star reviews on Spotify. boy. His last episode, you'll enjoy. It came out on October 30th, and it was Halloween. Oh, okay. The 1978 right, so you're still Halloween. At it. I'm proud of you, Brooker. You son of a bitch, if you. He, you if you talk any shit on it, though, um, he will. I Look at know. his bad opinions about great movies. You think he's gonna be, have good things to say about this? Be like Halloween. What was it made in the 70s or something? Why did this guy get a real mask? Why is it made of rubber? <laughs> I mean, hey, you can talk. He can talk all the shit he wants on Halloween ends. I'm totally okay with that. But him talking shit on Halloween? No. Okay, so Caleb the question... has gone for so long, he has a beard now. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I tried, but then my my stomach made a noise that I feel so might have been picked up. So it was poopy. DJ's so good. I yeah. knew it. I don't know how I knew, but I knew it. You, a, you know what? No, 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 no. No. This is for Caleb for later. You have to go yeah, back okay. and listen to what we talked about. <laughs> Great. Oh, shit, dude. Dude, you were in for a treat. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, character God. development. <laughs> yeah. Well, from oh. what I remember you guys saying. <laughs> oh, you uh, have no idea what you're in for when you go back to edit this. <laughs> you really don't, dude. All I can say is that is probably my favorite. Th- that is like probably my favorite segment of stuff that DJ has ever said on the podcast. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, dude, I swear I don't know what it was, but my stomach made a noise that was picked up by my mic, and I was like, nope, "Oh shit, can't do that." <laughs> like, I don't know Just what comes out. When the body out. speaks, when the body speaks, you gotta listen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but anyway. Well, I thought of character development. I don't know if you guys talked about that at all. I was no, away. Not one bit. No. Maybe maybe like five seconds after you left, but then, yeah, I just went into something totally different. Okay. <laughs> um, like I said, this, this her Shuri story felt very reminiscent of T'Challa's from Civil War, just a little bit more drawn out and... 
intense and like a little bit more emotional as well because she he was also dealing with or she she was also dealing with the death of T'Challa on top of the death of yeah. her mother. And so just kind of also being like the last of her family and the way that she was able to kind of release some of that anger and hate out and still be able to not really forgive, but do what was best for the people of Wakanda and not necessarily what would have made her feel better. Cause it just kind of shows that she's not quite as impulsive as, as she was near the beginning of this this movie. So I, I felt she had a fairly decent arc. But I think at the end of the day, it's just... It was well done. And I, I say it's like maybe a little bit above average. But I'm sitting somewhere around like 86. What about you guys? Yeah, I think I still would have given it... I hear what you're saying. I, d- I cannot disagree with one word that you just said, but I think that in the way that like you see like how people were mad about um, a new hope uh, c- held up to uh, the force awakens, how they basically just did the same movie again. Like I honestly, I picked up on everything that you said while I was watching the movie, other than the fact that it was like a mirror image of what happened kind of in black Panther or I'm sorry, in uh, civil war and black Panther. And, uh, I was like, I don't know. I, I think it did it better. I think it did a, a retelling of that story for sure. Better than other retellings have been done. So I, I was, I think I'd give it a 90. That's completely fair. Like I, I I definitely understand why you'd go that high. Yeah, honestly, I have nothing else to say. Um, I agree with everything you guys said, and I'm sorry, Caleb, I have to agree with DJ. I'm at a 90. So fair. I'll I'll be wrong about this. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. It's no, I, it... Shut your bitch ass up. <laughs> you got a point. <laughs> All right, next up we got effects. Okay, I want your guys' opinion because I feel this is always something that people either love or hate about the Black Panther costume. Did it look too CGI or did it look okay? What did you guys think? Like, did it look at least better than it did in, like, how um, (laughs) freaking Killmonger and uh, T'Challa's costumes looked in uh, there you mean i'm sorry you mean their crazy inflatable tube fight that they had uh, (laughs) at the end (laughs) exactly exactly Uh, it was much better than that listen my my sorry go ahead no no i was no i was gonna say like even like when like she had her mask pulled back like honestly i think that looked better than some other instances that i've seen when the Black Panthers had their mask off. Dude, I will say this. I am not a fan 
of the like the whole nanotech masks. I don't disagree with you. Um, I see where you're coming from, but it leaves it open to do cooler stuff, like her, like when she got to do her little uh, freaking Mega Man thing. Whenever she was just like, "I'm gonna take my," because that's that was her, that was the whole deal, right? It was like vibranium nanotech or whatever, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I thought, I thought her suit looked cool. I don't know if there was any like practical ness to that suit in any way, but it seemed like there was. Like, I, yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know if it's like how Spider Man suit was, where they just have dots everywhere, and they're like, we'll put in a Spider Man suit later. Um, but it didn't look like that. Like, it looked. There were moments where she was standing there where it looked like she was really wearing it, whether she was or not. I don't know. But my high bar for any movie. Uh, that has water in it and people are going to be under it is how they look underwater. And uh, I give the effects a 10 because the underwater effects looked, is it out of 10 or is it no, out of this 100? one's out of a hundred? Yeah, I give it seems are out of 10. All right. It seems for some reason, it seems crazy to give it a hundred, but I'm going to give it a hundred because the water looked like it. Water can just look so bad when you're just underwater and it just looks terrible. Like even if you don't, even if you don't look terrible, sometimes just the filter of water, like it just doesn't look right. And I don't, I don't recall any times being like, this doesn't, this looks like people on a green screen and they just put some like gels in front of the camera to make it look like they're underwater. Like it looked, I don't know. It all looked really good for being underwater stuff when they clearly probably weren't. Yeah, I I think they did a really solid job with the underwater effects. So, like, totally agree with you. Like, if you those have to be done right, otherwise yes. it's you. <laughs> they look super weird. And I think yeah. if you've, I know you said you haven't seen it, but the uh, the Aquaman movie, there were definitely times where that was just not done well. Um. The only time that I feel I can kind of excuse Aquaman just a little bit is because that movie takes so much. It takes place underwater so much. So I can kind of excuse it a little bit. I can understand where you're coming from. But like I feel that for what they had to accomplish, they I feel that they did the best that they could. Yeah. Um... I think what they did really well with with this movie is having that they didn't quite do with Aquaman is having people's hair tied up. And so it wasn't like flowing and everything. I mean, it's you still had like the the little strands here and there that would flow, but for the most part everyone's hair was like all done up or had like some sort of headdress to keep it out of their face or just something along those lines. Um, so all of that looked great. I think I th- I feel like um, Riri's suit needed a little bit more like texturing to it. It felt too smooth and just kind of felt really out of place. As soon it, as you said something was off, I was I immediately thought too smooth 99 
<laughs> did you guys feel it was like because i mean i don't really know how the the suit looks in the comics but do you feel like it's bulky. too bulky <laughs> yeah because i'm getting like a war machine vibe when i feel i really should be getting an iron man vibe well does she kind of look like isn't that the whole thing is like because what I've seen of her in the comic is like, you know, yes, the where the arc reactor would be, it looks more like a heart. But isn't like her silhouette, at least like with the shoulders, supposed to almost kind of look like a heart too? Ish. I'm looking at that. the I didn't even like I just Googled that. her like Ironheart. And from what I can tell, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility for her to be that bulky. You got to think too. It's also technically her Mark One. That okay, that's a good point. Te- or technically Mark Two, if you want to count the scrap her, like original exoskeleton. <laughs> yeah. So the other versions of this suit, they she does kind of have shoulders on her. Okay. But, I mean, other than that, it is, like, a very, like, typically very slimming fit. She doesn't quite have an arc reactor, which is something I'm starting to notice. She, like, she she has one, but it's, like, her power source is more, like, upper chest. Yes. Interesting. Which is... What's, I kind of really It seems like, like it's just... It's just, like, kind of wearing arc react... We would think of an arc reactor to be, but that's... I don't think that's... I mean, I have no basis on what I'm about to say, but I don't think that's what it is, right? Like, it's not supposed to be an arc reactor, right? No, it, it, it's just the power source for her suit. So it, it's, like, technically the arc reactor, but not. But she didn't have, like, an arc reactor like Tony Stark did. But, yeah, so it, it's... Yeah, even, like, looking at the pictures, it just didn't quite feel like it fit in super well with the the rest of the environment. So I think, I think some, even after, even after she was getting like beat up by some Atlanteans, like I feel like we needed to see some battle damage on the suit, but it was like almost completely untouched. Again, I feel like that is like, that goes into the, like, we're just going to sprint through, her being in this movie, like we're we're going to touch the base of Ironheart was in this movie. She is not. She's going to be a part of it in the sense that like she'll be the reason why things kick off, but she's not necessarily going to have a whole lot to do. Like if she was not there, like I guarantee they would have been able to hotwire a car and drive away. Like <laughs> they didn't need her, yeah. her dad's old car, old Chevy that me and my pop. Uh, like, all right, we, we, now you're giving us exposition. What are you talking about? Get Dude, the, the car. Mo- let's go. The <laughs> most useless scene <laughs> was when she was building that that Ironheart suit. You're telling me that the janky ass little heart that you cut out of sheet metal is somehow incorporated in the suit you just built. Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I love about when they incorporate real things into fantasy things. Because it's guys like you and I that we'll see. Because I've worked with enough things in my life to be like, no, 
you're not going to just use regular human tools and be done with this in an hour. Like it's just not, it's never going to happen, but it's yeah. suspending your disbelief. Uh, Caleb. <laughs> no, like there are ways that they could have done that to make me like suspend my disbelief. Like I, I would have preferred had she done like just been sitting there like modeling it and then done like the whole 3d printer of it like being like but that's like one of those unfortunately i feel like one of those like trailer moments because like every that whole section you're talking about was all up in the trailer like we needed we needed the heart to fall in the trailer so people would go that heart's made of iron. We needed to, the hammer to hit to be like, oh, she hit the iron just like Tony did way back in that cave. Like, it, it, like again, it still feels like there are some things that are done that they do because they think we're all too stupid to be able to just Google. <laughs> just Google, That's like, true. who is this person? Like, nope. Do you see this heart made of iron? Hmm? Do you? <laughs> do you uh, <laughs> uh yeah we got it it's iron heart cool i still don't know who she is really uh <laughs> new stark yeah but effects wise i'm not like i'm kind of around like the typical like marvel range that i usually am like i'm sitting like 88 like Listen to me right good. now. What did you did you guys do Multiverse of Madness? Yes. What did you give you, Caleb? What did you give Multiverse what of did, Madness? Because oh, if you don't give this at least one point higher than that, I quit this show. <laughs> all right. Because just see. we're all clear, that eyeball at the end of Multiverse of Madness should have gotten someone fired. He's got a point. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I'm I know for a fact we were not nice to that movie. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, I do not have the scores that... Very oh, convenient. Hold, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> okay, never mind. We do have the scores. So I just need to mm. find them. Doctor Strange and the oh. Multiverse of Madness. Uh -huh. I... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. That's you know what? what? That's what I thought. Upon reflection. <laughs> Why? Go ahead. Get... Tell the people. Tell the people what you gave it. I gave it a 97. <laughs> a 97. Oh, no shit, really? So you know what Black You gave it Panther... a 95. Don't even. I did? Why? Why would I give it that high? So you guys know what you have to do now. <laughs> you know what DJ's right. Yeah, I mean, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> All right. 96. Yep. <laughs> Caleb, I need to hear you say it. <laughs> I will be going to a 90. Seven is the word you're looking for. Seven. <laughs> no, I can't in good conscience do that. I'll go 95. <laughs> you have to give it at least equal to the multiverse of an eyeball. Okay. That was well, taped you know onto his you know forehead. <laughs> no, I, 
You know, I'm going. I'm going to de- to defend this a little bit. I'm sticking with my 88 because I will not be bullied into giving it a higher score. The reason well, I that I gave Multiverse of Madness the score that it did, yes, the eyeball was atrocious, and we definitely ripped that apart. I remember specifically ripping that apart. The reason that. I gave it a 97 was for everything else that they did. Oh, you mean like Silly String Reed? Like that? Despite how you feel about how he died, <laughs> like, <laughs> Silly String Reed it still looked look good. good. Yeah. Don't it be wrong, good. I hated that scene too. Yeah, we didn't like, how, we did we didn't like how he died. Dirty. It just, it looked realistic. Like it, I will it, drive th- to your respective I, homes and fight you both. That yeah. is... <laughs> All I'm yeah. saying is is that this movie deserves at least equal to the multiverse of madness. I That's don't... All I'm no, I don't know if it does, though. Doesn't it? What part of it doesn't? <sighs> Name one part... That's half as janky as the one eyeball that was drawn on by a child to a grown man's head. I think the whales kind of look janky. You just were like, dude, the whales bringing the water grenades was awesome. Yeah, that was because of the water grenades, not the whales. (laughs) How dare you? How the mighty have fallen. Uh, Do you hear this, Brucker? Do you hear what you've done? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm like, I'm taking into consideration like all of like the multiversal travel that they did in Multiverse of Madness. All of that. Fine, 98. (laughs) 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 But that's as low as I go. 98, and that's it. Uh, all right. Moving on over to music. What did you guys think of this soundtrack? I thought I don't remember, I thought it was an amazing soundtrack. Um, I feel the first one's movie might have been a little more impactful. Um, but I think that's just because, um. This one is de- definitely focused more on like the score aspect. It didn't like have like a lot of like upbeat, uh, you know, like oh let's throw in some like uh, not hip hop songs, but you know like actual songs with words in them. Um, this one really just tried to focus mostly on um, just its original soundtrack, um, the the mood that it's set with the whole movie. Um, honestly, the only song that I actually remember. And this was the Rihanna song at the ending, um, and that that was really good too. Um, so, honestly, great soundtrack. Um, it it did what it needed to do. Um, so I'm at a nine for soundtrack. I I would say the same thing you said, Caleb, about the effects. Like it's par for the course for MCU stuff. Like this. That is the one thing about the MCU is they have they have music that is like iconically in the background. Like if you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, I guess that is that. But like while you're 
watching it unless it's like the Avengers theme. I feel like it's not really that noticeable. Uh, I was actually going to say an 8.5. I don't know if you guys do 0.5s, but I'll just give it an 8 if that's the, the case. And I'm only even giving it that high because, again, when she showed up as the Black Panther and they made that noise or whatever that happened, like, that was uh, so good. Like, that was so good that I thought about giving it a 9. But it's, I think an 8 is fair. And uh, because, yeah, I mean, that, that was so good. It made me forget that I didn't even really hear the music before then. I was just like, whoa, we're watching a movie and this lady could do anything right now. That's what that made me feel in that moment is like, is she going to go like crazy right now and like literally rip some people in half or what is going to happen? Because this doesn't sound, this definitely isn't like good guy music. <laughs> this isn't what happens when someone's like, I'm going to save a cat out of a tree. Like some bad <laughs> things are about to happen, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on the same page as you, DJ. I'm sitting at an eight for the music it was like more from you guys i know it was good (laughs) it definitely it definitely did what it was supposed to like it got it like it paired well with whatever scene they they had on screen and Mm -hmm. like yeah the the freaking music for shuri once she was all black pantherized like was off the hook yeah um I'm trying to, if I'm not mistaken, it kind of had like Inception, like yes. that, like little like ringing vibes. Yeah, it was like some. It wasn't. It wasn't quite the like, uh, you know, angel trumpet uh, sound of like uh, what is it, the seven seven trumpets of the apocalypse or whatever. But it was something adjacent. To like, it was just you knew there was bad things about to go down. <laughs> yeah, so I really dug that. So yeah, I'm I'm sticking at an eight too. Like just barely, not a nine, but yeah. Anyway, moving on over to costumes. Like most MCU movies, the costumes were pretty off the hook. Yeah, what was it? What was the? What did they end up calling her whenever they gave? Was it a Koye that they gave the? It was like Guardian something. Oh, the, the that, Midnight Angel. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Listen to me. I you guys are like scoffing at it. I actually thought that looked really cool. Like that to me seemed oh, I like I, I really liked it. That's that looked like something that because I I I actually looked that up because I didn't know if that was an actual thing and like. It is. It seems to be very comic accurate, and like it, I could see why you would glance at it and be like, "This is what is this?" But I don't know. I thought it looked really cool. I liked it a lot. I want to look and see how accurate it was. Guys, what did you say it was called? The Guardian something? Uh, Midnight Angel. Midnight Angel. <laughs> I okay like the suits no the suits like how they look in the comic are questionable like the, the design is is questionable okay but how they pulled it off in the movie 
I don't know if they pulled it off that well. Like they got the the overall vibe. Like I think the suit portion is is awesome. It's the the mask is just not doing it for me. I know you don't like that mask. I knew I knew you were gonna say that. But what I would say about that mask, I think the reason why it almost seems to not fit is like that that armor seems like it would have been. Did you guys ever see the movie Stargate? No. Well, this looks like it would be more like Egyptian armor. Uh, that like if you had seen Stargate, you would be like, oh yeah, I could see, I could see that there was a background character in Stargate wearing this armor. Like it just looks more Egyptian than it does uh, Wakandan, I would say. Okay, interesting, dude. You know what this suit reminds me of? Hmm. This is what I imagine. Abe Sapien would look like if he got a predator suit. Dude, that's exact. Wow, <laughs> that is the most correct thing anyone has ever said. Wow, <laughs> wow, I'm oh, looking at it right funny. now. That's bananas. Wait, are you seeing this too, uh, Rose? Look at that. Look at that face. Abe Sapien as a predator. Get the hell out of here. Who, wait, Abe Sapiens he, from Hellboy. Uh, oh, okay. All right, that that is so nuts. nuts. All right, well, there you did. You figured it out. That's why. <laughs> Should have been Abe's uh, armor in Hellboy 3. Sorry, I messed up. Yeah. I, Wardrobe, I just, you get a two. I know. I, no, <laughs> like... Kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> despite despite my, my, my feelings towards those suits... I still think that they like the the suit itself is is awesome. I think my, it looks cool. My issue lies in the mask. I I get you, but I think it still looks menacing in a way that if that thing was chasing you at full speed, you wouldn't be like you look decent except for your face. Like I don't know if I'm afraid of you because your face looks weird. You would be screaming for mercy. <laughs> I, think, I think it's it's the predator hair, like f- for, like why would Shuri build a suit with hair like that for the Dora Milaje with when they're all bald women? Caleb, that's a great point, and I don't like that you made it. Listen, I like it. So can you stop <laughs> poking holes? Okay, that's okay. Out of everything, though, that that was my only issue costume wise. I felt Shuri's Black Panther suit was awesome. Fit her very well. Kind of had a, like a mixture of like just the classic sleek Black Panther like T'Challa's suit had a little bit of that flair from Killmonger and then mm-hmm. just had the little touches that made it Shuri. Well, yeah, it had the, the, her helmet had the same markings that she had on her face. Yeah. Uh, like just her suit was incredible. And yeah, then I, I liked how it was like the middle point in between uh, T'Challa and Killmonger. Like that was, yeah. Great. But still felt very much like her own thing. And then I cannot get enough of freaking 
Namor's suit. Like, they made Namor look cool, and I did not know that that was possible to do. <laughs> like, have you seen <laughs> what classic Namor looks like? No. Uh, he looks he like... looks like a freaking he looks like uh Spock do in a green again. speedo. <laughs> oh god, what the hell? Yeah, like that if you can think of a better description than Spock in a green speedo, like I would love <laughs> to hear it. <laughs> no, dude, I that, that that's as good as it gets. Also, I'm, I would like to explain away the uh, predatorness of what's going on with their head as uh, who needs capes, you know, but they still use capes. <laughs> Nobody naturally has a cape. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I'm grasping at uh, straws here. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. I'm like, that felt like a desperate attempt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like Namor, like the way that they made him look like, I love that he had like this big, just royal necklace or how, I don't even know how you'd explain what that is. Like necklace just kind of seems to, doesn't seem like enough to explain what he had. Uh, he had a chest showpiece. <laughs> there we yeah. go. And then, like how he, like I, I love that they changed his, like changed him to like shorts. Like, yeah. All, like more briefs than anything. Like I, I don't well, know if didn't they look, ever could have pulled off the speedo. <laughs> no, because it, it was like where they had those pants that he was wearing was like. It didn't seem as weird as it very really was. Like if you just saw someone that was like, "Hi, I come from underwater, and I want to tell you about something." Like, "Hey, man, could you put on a shirt or something?" But I don't know if it was just the way that they filmed him or what. But it didn't seem like awkward whenever he was just standing there in basically just his boxers. <laughs> yeah, it's true. The, yeah, yeah. Have you seen the newest season of Rick and Morty? <laughs> like the first maybe handful of episodes. Okay, so you know the the Mr. Nimbus episode? <laughs> I think that's like the first episode of the... Wait, are, is it, are they on season five or six? They're on season five. Okay, so te- this would have been like season four then. Well, t- oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like the, that's uh, the yes. That's how I imagine, like <laughs> old school Namor. Na- yeah, but that's like old school Namor. <laughs> but yeah, I think they made him like very intimidating. Gave him like a, a just a really good look. And like even with something as goofy as the the freaking little wings on his ankle, like all of that looked freaking awesome. And speaking of when he when Shuri freaking clawed the shit out of his ankle wings, like I don't know why, but my like f- I had phantom ankle, ankle wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my ankle started to hurt. <laughs> like, do I guess we'll find out? But do, are those supposed to grow back, or is he just? Uh... Is he just flying with a limp now? 
Um, as far as I'm aware, I think he has a healing factor. It's just not like super fast. So maybe he's gonna like Winnie the Pooh his <laughs> like tiny Deadpool hand his wings. <laughs> oh bother. <laughs> oh bother. But I I I dug these these costumes. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm at a very solid ten. <laughs> This, yeah, even like that. that's even taken into consideration the midnight angel <laughs> suit the I suit like that. i said suit cool helmet nah yeah i'll I still give like it a 10 but i disagree yes <laughs> i feel also what really brings it to a 10 for me is just i mean it was the same in the first one but what the wakandans wear just oh my gosh amazing. Freaking incredible! Like their their costume people are working like beyond overtime. Seriously, <laughs> absolutely agree. Like I love how detailed their like the fabrics are. Right, straight up. All right, last up, we got our own personal scores for it. So who wants to go first? I'll sure. Start. Okay. <laughs> so overall, um. This is a great sequel. Um, like we talked, like I mentioned earlier, and I believe DJ and Caleb agreed with me. Um, it's definitely going to be a lot harder to come back to this one compared to the first one, just because this one is a lot more emotional to watch. It's a lot harder to get through, and that's not a bad thing. It's just because you're going to lose your, you're, you're going to be shedding a lot of tears. Um, but like I said, that's not a bad thing. That's what makes it a great sequel because Ryan, what's it, Ryan Coogler, right? Yeah. yeah. He understood the assignment of where he needed to take the sequel after Tadwick Boseman's passing, and he did it flawlessly. And it was just so perfect. Such a great sequel. I loved every minute of it. Um, I hardly have anything bad to say about this sequel. The such a great Marvel sequel. Um. So, you know, I'm going to go a 93. I mean, I'll go next unless you want to go, Caleb. No, have at it. Uh, yeah, I uh, I guess we're close to Soulmates because I was going to go with a 95. Because it's just, I don't know, this is, uh, I don't know. This was a good movie that I... It's funny because after we saw it, I was like, I need to go watch this movie again before I do this podcast. Because just A, just because I want to see the movie again. But B, like, I don't know. It's not, there are not, I feel bad saying this. There are not a lot of movies that I want to see twice anymore. Like, for the most part, I'm like, I've seen it. I I get the picture. If I needed to know anything out of this, then YouTube or TikTok will tell me I don't need to imbibe this whole thing into me again. Uh, But for being a two hour and 41 minute movie uh, that was um, a lot sad, like intensely sad and just sad, sad. um, Yeah, I don't know. I I actually look forward to watching this movie again. Like, I want to watch Black Panther, and then I want to watch this. Because even though I know that's not the, you know, chronological order of how things happen, like, I just want to see what these movies feel like watching them back to back. Um, So, I don't know. I, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, 95. <laughs> yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, personally, sitting at a 94, I had an absolutely amazing time seeing this movie. I love when a, a movie can affect my emotions as heavily as this one did. And I feel like they they handled handled the passing of Chadwick Boseman expertly. Like they addressed it, kinda gave everyone a little bit of closure in a way. Like for those of us that, that needed it. And shared a really good story of grief and the search for vengeance and and all this while giving us a really amazing superhero film along with it. So, yeah. Like I said, sitting at a solid 94. And with that, that concludes this week's breakdown. So, going through the scores. Starting off with our story. It is sitting at a very strong 91. Writing is a little bit higher, sitting at a solid 94. Acting a little higher than that at a 95. The character development dropped down and is unfortunately our lowest score, which is sitting at an 88.6. The effects jumps up again, sitting at a 94, despite my best efforts. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> the music is sitting at a very strong eight and that's mostly due to rihanna's original song for this film uh costumes no surprise 10 this is actually like our longest streak of tens hell yeah that's awesome like black adam then weird then this I love it. yeah all tens and then our personal score ended up averaging out to a 94. So that brings the All Bros and Untrained Eye letter grade for Black Panther Wakanda Forever to an A minus. A. Yeah, very, very strong score there. And I, I'm i just, like, kind of sneaking a peek at where it's sitting, like, within the MCU ranking. And I, I was, I'm excited to, to talk about that. But getting into everything, like, all the, like, what else it's, like, compared to, like, our other A-minus movies. It is... So it is sitting at a 92.77%. So out of all of our A-minus movies, it's our fifth one. Okay. So I think it's got a a fairly decent home. So right now it is below Encanto, which is at a 92.81. It is below Infinity War. Which is at a 92.93. It is below Room. Which is at a 93.06. 
And then it is below War of the Planet of the Apes, which is at a 93.12. Then going the opposite direction, it is sitting above Last Night in Soho, which is at a 92.62. This is going to be controversial. It is sitting above Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Whoa. I've never even seen that movie, and that seems crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So that one's sitting at a 92.59. Then it is above Pulp Fiction, which is at a 92.43. As well as Joker, the Bob's Burgers movie, and Elv... Nope, just Joker and the Bob's Burgers movies, which are both sitting at a 92.37. I don't think that's that, yeah, controversial, especially the Joker always, or the Joker movie always holds a very strange place in my heart. I, uh, that's a movie for other reasons I'll probably never watch again. (laughs) Yeah, from. (laughs) Same here. The, I think the the big controversial one would was into the Spider Verse. That's wild. Yeah. Like, who was that? Was that done just you two, or was Vic part of that? Um. So that was one that we did prior to our current ranking system, and then we came back and did all of like the old ones. So this that one was a compilation of multiple people's scores. Hmm. I feel like me and Vic are going to have to come back together and uh, fix that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you, so it'll go lower on the list? <laughs> wow. Wow, DJ. I'm sorry, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in our MCU rankings... Like, you guys freaking ready for this? No. Like, shenanigans? Please. Oh, shit. Hold on. Why is it not? Sorry, the filter's being weird. I also want to know, once we find this out, what your current top two and bottom two Marvel movies are. If it so pleases the court. Alright, so, right now, our top MCU movie is Spider-Man No Way Home, followed very closely by Avengers Endgame and Infinity War, and Wakanda Forever has taken our fourth place spot. Hell yeah, that's awesome. After that, it is The Eternals. Really? Yep. Yeah, I feel a lot of people are very divisive with that. Yeah. No, I mean, I I liked, I was actually shocked at how much I liked The Eternals. Like, just from what I heard about it, I really expected for it to just be a freaking... I was just stoked that Kumail was in a Marvel movie, so I was like... I felt destined to like it, even if it was trash, and it was good. Like, I, I liked it. <laughs> um yeah, so Eternals, then Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Then Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Then of then the first Avengers. Then Black Widow, 
then Far From Home, then the first Black Panther, then Captain Marvel, Spider-Man Homecoming, Avengers Age of Ultron, Thor Ragnarok, Thor Love and Thunder, and then at the very bottom, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Wow. Can I just tell you, did not expect Ant-Man and the Wasp to be that far down. Did expect Thor Love and Thunder to be that far down. Just saw it for the first time this past weekend. Yikes, Aruni. Like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't terrible, but damn it, son. Like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do so Ant Man and the Wasp, I think it or it was originally sitting around like like with just our scores for it, was sitting somewhere around like a B, maybe a B minus. That sounds but, right. <laughs> yeah, but th- but Ant Man and the Wasp was one that we did a uh, like we had people like collaborate with us on that one, and that was one that like divided a lot of people. So that's why the scores for that are so low. Really, were all the people Brucker? Was he just like no. <laughs> hmm, bad decision, bad decision? <laughs> no, funny enough, so, like some of the people, like. A couple of the people that did that were, like, have a podcast that I listened to, like, a Marvel versus DC. And it was like, yeah, I thought their um, their opinions were very harsh. I mean, wh- yeah, that's odd. I didn't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just blinded by, uh, what's his face, Paul Rudd, because uh, I love that dude, so... I don't know. Maybe the movie is that bad, and I just can't see it because of Paul Vision. <laughs> yeah, I am very excited to get all of these other MCU movies like ranked, so we have like an official like list. Like, I, I think that... I, I think I know the answer to this, but are you guys going to incorporate any of the television programs into that? No, I figured not, but gotta ask, you know, because if we people want to know, would be at the top of the list. I'm just going to say, listen, Hawkeye was great. Like Hawkeye was great. Like it would be hard out of the shows right now to say which one would be number one. I know which one would be number last. Sadly, Uh, I'll let you come to your own conclusions on that. Uh, Surprisingly, though, I would there to me, there's a fight between She-Hulk and Loki for number one out of the shows. In my mind, anyway, dude, Rose absolutely disagrees with you. (laughs) Rose did not like Loki. Really? What was the what, what was the main thing you did not like about Loki? If you had to give, if you had to say one thing that you're like, if they had just changed this, I might be willing to reconsider. I really did not like the character Sylvie. I would have preferred if it just focused on Tom Hiddleston's Loki. I listen to me. I liked her, but I actually don't disagree with that. <laughs> I did enjoy her character, but I well, technically she is Loki. Rose. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Why are you kissing Shut yourself? Your Why are you kissing yourself? Ass. Why are you kissing yourself? <laughs> okay. The oh, okay. If it w- didn't have her Loki, then it'd be a lot better. If it was just OG Loki, I'd be cool with that. 
I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, that's where this movie sits. I'm surprised it got it's our like new number four. Yeah, dude, that's like, awesome. Because our top three is are really hard, are going to be really hard to replace. Oh yeah. Well, no, what just... what was number five now? So what did it knock out of number four? Um, sorry. One. No, you're good. Say Eternals me... is number five now, right? Yeah. Or no. Oh. Wait, what the shit? What did you <laughs> Hold do? on. I I messed something up. <laughs> oh my god, I hit delete all. <laughs> I think we'd okay. Kale having a heart attack right on screen. <laughs> yeah, so it, the Top five is No Way Home, Endgame, Infinity War, Wakanda Forever, and Eternals. Okay, okay. so it, it didn't it did knock Eternals out. Uh, again, crazy to me that Eternals got so high, and Ant Man and the Wasp got so low because I don't disagree with the Eternals one. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I'm like so. I tried. I tried taking. You said made sense. <laughs> yeah, I tried taking. Like I had to go based off of the score, like our scores alone, like our far from home scores on here is not including the scores you and Vic gave. Like this is just between like me and Rose. Yeah. But Ant-Man and the Wasp was one that I didn't have a record of what me and Rose gave it versus what the other people gave it. So I'm just that might be one that we have to re-explore too. I'm so down. Yeah, like all the other ones like are ones that I'm like, okay, this was like definitively like what we gave it. But Ant-Man and the Wasp was just one that I I could not find the scores for. Yeah, cuz honestly, like it sucks cuz I like Chris Hemsworth like and I like Thor, the character. But man, those movies are not doing that character enough justice. <laughs> not even no, a little bit. By the way, talk about compared to Wakanda Forever, what a terrible ending, Love and Thunder. They're just like, hey, everybody, we're Love and I'm Thunder, and we're gonna rock your pants off. <laughs> like, ugh, no. <laughs> yeah. I would be genuinely shocked if Taika Waititi is invited back to Thor 5. Same. Shocked. I see what you did there. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, he farted up the place with that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I would say that concludes this week's episode. Um, DJ, would you like to let everybody know where they can find you? Yes, I would. You can find me behind your door in the shadows. Don't close it or I'll jump out and get you. Uh... <laughs> I'm in your backseat, Brucker. Uh, no. Uh... <laughs> it, you're already listening to a podcast right now. Just go while you're listening to me right now. I'm giving you time. Go open your phone, go to your search bar, type in the untrained eye, and then 
click subscribe, and then you'll be done. Everything else, we barely post on Instagram and Twitter, but I might like your post if you're cool. So, at Untrained iPod, if you want to do that. But the Untrained Eye, go listen to our podcast. Dragging the Table, I do that one too, but, you know, don't listen to the first couple. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got, I think. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, um, if you like what you heard from us, um, as well as, you know, DJ, um, and, I mean, I don't know if he's on all these platforms, but... If you want to hear more from us, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all that fun shit. Um, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube is that if that is your preferred listening platform. Uh, be sure to check out our social media uh, where you can DM us with episode ideas, answer our question of the week. I don't know why I brought that up because we don't do it really anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. If you could have, if you have two Thor Ragnaroks that leave the station at the same time, but one Ragnarok is traveling thirty-six miles an hour, and the other Love and Thunder is traveling seventy-six miles an hour, when will they intersect and become one good movie instead of one good movie and one terrible, terrible movie? Ooh, I know. It's It's when Thor: The Dark World becomes the best Thor movie. And that's when the heat death of the universe takes everything but that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, All right. So those uh, social media platforms are Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the all bros, Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at the all bros, or you can email us at the all bros channel at gmail.com. If that is your preferred way um, to reach us. Um, if you want to buy any of our merch, uh, you can find us at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the all bros channel. Um, and if you want to check out our website, you can find that at tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros. Uh, next week, uh, we'll be breaking down the woman King. I'm assuming that's still in effect, right, Caleb? Yep. Okay, cool. So you can look forward to that. Um, but until next week, uh, this has been the All Bros Podcast with special appearance by DJ from the Untrained Eye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Jonathan. Nah, I'm Caleb. And we will see you guys next week. Deuces. You asshole. Oh, you're lying, bitch. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh.